0: mm mm-hmm.
1: And thank you for listening to Cinephiles Digest My name is Matt, and this is episode 63 And on this episode, we are going to be discussing Spider-Man Far From Home The Last Black Man in San Francisco And Midsummer Joining me today, as always, my co-host, Travis How's it going, man?
2: Pretty good Just uh, saw Spider-Man And excited to talk about some movies
1: Mm -hmm. And Tom, welcome back U-S-A. U-S-A. Yeah, just this morning. What time was that game oh. on? Like 7 o'clock in the morning or something? <laughs> 8 a.m. 8 a.m.
2: Okay. I thought that was a late 4th of July chance. <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, could it couldn't be applicable. <laughs> Women's national team. Yeah. World Cup champions. Oh, oh, no, Again.
1: Ass? <laughs> Speaking of 4th of July, what'd you guys do? Anything fun?
2: Uh, I went to my aunt's for a barbecue. Just ate, chilled. Played six-on-six six badminton. That was kind of crazy.
1: Six-on-six six badminton? Isn't <laughs> yeah, that yeah, like that's... a solo person sport? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds sick.
2: We did play on a volleyball court, though, so it actually worked out. just can't awesome. be as aggressive. Yeah, it was pretty fun.
1: Was there a lot of like hitting other people's rackets going for a the birdie? A little, Bernie? but
2: not as much as you'd think. Yeah. Mm. Just got to stay in your lane. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just had a barbecue.
3: I uh, went to Andrew's house and had some sausages. Nice. Went to bed early
1: how about you uh, didn't do anything Haley and I literally just watched movies all day you watched The Dark Knight yeah, night. yeah. Mm, no not on 4th <laughs> of July <laughs> I wanted to but she wasn't up for it did you watch Independence Day No God, no. (laughs) We watched. uh, We saw Midsummer on Fourth of July, Mm. and then we watched a movie before and a movie after, and then we just like got some hot dogs, and I made pasta salad. Just kind of hung out. Nice. Didn't get invited to anything, and didn't feel like going watching fireworks or anything. So it was kind
2: of lame this year. Yeah, lands on like a Thursday.
1: It's gonna be on a Friday next year, so that'll be cool. Um, I saw a car accident last night, like right out there on the corner outside my apartment. Like one, 20 or? feet from us. It wasn't that bad, but... So what happened is... Did uh, you see it live? Oh, yeah. Haley and I were smoking, nice. and it happened right next to us. <laughs> so we were standing on the corner, and it's a one-way street, so traffic is going southbound. There's two lanes. It's a one-way street. Uh, that street right there, 65th, there was a woman who was trying to turn right to turn on to the one-way street, and uh, she just wasn't looking, and the guy was going probably 30, so not too fast, and she pulled out right in front of him and just rammed into her. So Haley and I were like, uh, like, what do we do? Do we just like hang out? Should we go see if they're okay? They seemed like they were okay. They weren't going that fast, you know, because we saw the whole thing happen. But the guy who hit her gets out of his car, kind of looks around, gets back in his car and like turns, like turns the engine over. And we think he's just trying to get out of the street, right? Nope. Engine turns over. He fucking takes off. Takes a left at the next block down. Turns out his front license plate fell off of his car. Oh. So Haley just went out and grabbed it from the street and gave it to the girl who got hit. So he's, all they have to do is run the plates and he's on the. Even that's though it's it her fault, totally. Yeah. So it, he must have been either uninsured or uh-huh. maybe he had been drinking or something, uh-huh. you know, because why else would yeah. you take off like that? Yeah. But yeah interesting he left his license plate so even though she was in the wrong i think i don't really know how those kind of like traffic violations work like i don't know if she's still gonna be pretty
3: sure she will not be penalized because he
1: fled the scene yeah yeah that would be my assumption yeah but maybe it depends on insurance companies are fucked so who who knows what's gonna happen but Mm -hmm. yeah that was pretty crazy
2: you get an update on that story
1: i wish i could (laughs) you
2: guys are like american
3: heroes
1: oh yeah Well, there was a crowd of like, we didn't even end up being witnesses because we thought that we were the only ones who saw the accident two minutes later there was a crowd of like 15 people there were these like six like hot girls clearly like coming back from a party or going to a party mm-hmm. or something and they're like oh we saw the whole thing and they immediately were like they're the ones who gave like the store like w- witnesses to the cops or whatever but our neighbor saw it like he saw it happen outside his window so he came down with his dog some other jabroni with his dogs. So was like oh yeah I heard it and I came running and I saw him flee <laughs> like so by the end of it there were like probably 15 people just mm. like standing outside so me and Haley were like, "All right, well, <laughs> we're not needed here." So, <laughs> but yeah, that was pretty nuts. Um, and the only other thing I'll say, basically, the only thing I've been doing for two weeks, rather than talking about this and what I've been watching, I'm just gonna do it now. My life has been Survivor. Mm-hmm. I've watched like three seasons of Survivor in the past like two weeks. Out awesome. of control. That show, greatest game ever made, ever <laughs> <Which> played. <seasons? laughs> so I've seen almost every single season except for some of the recent ones. Mm-hmm. So I i'm in the middle of david versus goliath which you can probably guess what the theme is a bunch of fucking nerds versus Mm -hmm. a bunch of like you know hotties and successful people Mm -hmm. i watched one called ghost island which was not very good um after this i have one season left and then i've officially seen every season of survivor so super into it cross it off your bucket list yep well, then I can watch them live as they keep coming. <laughs> and then the other thing, me and Haley have been watching Love Island. You guys God, know what this is? No, but... I
2: know it, there was a Temptation Island, right?
3: Back that the day. was different, yeah. <laughs> Ken um, and Zach are both into Love okay. Island. Are they? Yes. So
1: I think people are really into the season that's airing right now. So it's like reinvigorated like American interest in Love Island. All the seasons, not all the seasons, but like five of the seasons are on Hulu. So Haley and I decided we're going to watch season one. That show is so good. Have you guys seen Big Brother? I've never seen any
2: of it. Some of it, no. like the first season.
1: It's basically horny Big Brother. Tight. It's like, a you know, guys and girls living on in this like villa in Spain and they're all British and they have to like couple up. So they occasionally will like, you know, have to recouple and new people come into the house. So you can like, they call it pieing off when you basically leave one person for another. You say that person got pied off. Like I'm just loving it for all like the British slang and stuff. (laughs) Pied off. I got mugged. Uh, Oh yeah, it's great. So we're almost done with season one. Then I think we're going to go to like the season that's airing now. But that show airs five days a week. So, wow. like one of the seasons has like 58 episodes or something like that. How long
2: are they? Like 45 They're minutes? They're 45
1: minutes, yeah. But one of the episodes is like a recap episode. So, since it airs five days a week, at the end of the week, it's like they have a live show. And then the following episode, it's like a recap. So, we can just skip. Since we're binging it, we just skip the, the recap episode. Because, why? We, we've literally just watched it all. You know what I mean?
3: That's ridiculous. It's so many episodes. Yeah, you have any extra it's little bits in
2: those? Yeah.
1: I don't think so. It doesn't seem like it, anyway. We like fast forwarded through the first one. I think it's literally just a, a recap. Um, but yeah, they show everything. Like you can see titties. I've seen the, some of the dudes' dicks just like hanging out. This on Hulu. It's on Hulu. <laughs> I just
3: uh, I just paused my Hulu subscription. Before? Oh, you got to Basketball's it. <laughs> over. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, we could. Basketball. We only use Hulu for. Oh shit! I use Hulu for One Punch Man. Damn it! How am I going to watch that? I'm going to have to re up.
1: I've Get heard that. seasons people have been saying season two is not as good as it's season one. not as good, one. but I'm still watching Still enjoying it. Yeah. Speaking of basketball, you're talking it's about the all the trades. The craziest
3: free agency of all time. I know. I haven't had anybody talk to about it. It's ridiculous. The world is yours. But
2: the The whole <laughs> I don't know, The whole league has changed. Turned upside down. It's a new league. Yeah.
1: What, what team did Durant and uh, what's his fuck the go Nets. to? Kyrie. Kyrie.
2: Yeah, but That's Durant's not going to play next year.
3: That's my team. in two He's years. not. <laughs> in two years, he's the worst. I mean, they do go with your color scheme with the Raiders and and the Brooklyn Nets. They're yeah. so both black and white. Yeah.
1: Pretty Wait. Cool. So Durant's not going to play next year? No, he's injured. For real? Yeah. yeah. He's out for Perhaps the whole season.
3: Achilles is brutal in the finals.
1: So they signed him, even though he's not going to be able to play the first year of his contract. Yeah, they gave him a max contract. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> yeah. Christ. Um. And then what's the other one? The Clippers. Because Leonard yeah. and, uh, and
3: Paul George, and left Paul the George. Finger, which is crazy because he just re up there like the NBA does not know what the fuck to do with superstars anymore. They're like superstars just do whatever loyalty they want. is not a thing. there's no loyalty and they have so much um, decision making power. They force themselves out of their contracts a year, year and a half, sometimes two years early. Westbrook wants out. Yeah, he totally does. And the Thunder are probably going to do it because why yeah. would they keep him? Yeah. They're going to trade him. They're going to get as many picks for him as they can. He sucks anyway, so like why keep him? <laughs> and then um and then they got a uh, just a boatload of picks from the Clippers and they have other picks from other um teams too. And they're just going to do a rebuild.
1: So the Lakers are still going to suck, right? Cuz they got no they re-up Rondo and they got they got Anthony Cousins, Davis. They have
3: a bad. They have Who the fuck is
1: Anthony Davis? What? Tell him. I don't him. know who Tell Anthony Davis him. is. He's a, like a top five NBA player. <laughs> For <probably>. real? No yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: Anthony Davis is a stud. He's a big man. Uh, the brow. Unibrow? Fear? fear. Wait, no. Fear the brow? Fear. It's not fear the fear the brow. Fear the beard is...
2: Yeah. Harden? Yeah. yeah, Harden. Yeah. What's the brows? I think he has some slow Respect the brow. No? I don't think so. <laughs> no, no.
3: Anyway... Uh, yeah, Anthony Davis went to the Lakers, so it's him and LeBron, and they have a pretty motley crew of, um, supporting players. They got some young players, um, but that are good, but other than that, and then, um, Clippers are really good. Utah got a bunch of players. Denver's still going to be good. The Blazers made some weird moves. They're going to be probably about as good as they were last year.
1: And the Warriors are just the Warriors minus Kevin Durant? Yes. So. They did get someone.
2: And without cousins. Important, though. I don't know his name. What are you talking about? They got a new player. I think he used to play for, like, the Kings, maybe? He's got Mm. a bunch of tattoos. I don't know. (laughs) Kind (laughs) of skinny. Sounds.
3: (laughs) Right? I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't think. I don't think the Warriors are going to make the playoffs.
2: What? What's really? I
3: kind of don't think they will.
2: But it because the, the, the rest of the
3: league is too good. Oh, the Western Conference is a mess.
2: Yeah,
1: I guess with the Clippers and the Lakers, I mean, I mean, you never know. You
3: never know with injuries eight spots and stuff. Though, but they like, could make who the knows? Playoffs, Dallas could but... be fucking, you know, like kind of good next Didn't year. Didn't they get someone? Well, they have uh, Porzingis. They traded for Porzingis, who was injured, and they have uh, Luka Doncic, reigning NBA Rookie of the Year. Amazing. It's a whole new world. The Sixers stacked up. The Boston got Charlotte's best player, their franchise player, Kemba Walker, who just re-signed, I'm pretty sure. Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler went to the Heat because he's an asshole. He just wants money and sunshine. <laughs> Jimmy Butler always says, all I care about is winning. And then he lists the teams that he's willing to be traded to, and they all suck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Cool. All right. It's probably enough basketball talk. Uh, anything else you guys want to mention before we dive into review one of three? Uh,
2: the new Jaden Smith album is pretty dope. Stop it. Are you no, serious? I'm serious? It's awesome. For real. So check it out. <laughs> I heard that I had some good collabs. Yeah. Who's on it? Tyler the Creator. That's the best song. Is it? Yeah. Um. It's Chance the Rapper. Trinidad on James. Don't know. That, Trinidad James. That fool. Yeah. Kid Cudi. Oh, I like Kid uh, Cudi. Uh, ASAP Rocky. Oh yeah, okay. Uh, his sister, ASAP. <laughs> no, uh, not ASAP's Sister, <laughs> Jaden's sister. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, no, Will Smith. Though
1: isn't his sister like twelve years old?
2: I think she might be a little bit old. <laughs> she's she, she's young. <laughs> she's at least younger than him. Yeah, and he's only like twenty-one. So.
1: And he has a younger brother too, right? Willow. Yeah. Willow Smith. No. no. Right. I think Willow's That's like amazing. 17 or 18.
2: <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. Uh, so some bears. Yeah, check it out. All right. Oh, and Hobbs and Shaw. I hate the idea of it, but it actually looks pretty cool. It looks fun. Yeah. Right? It's
1: going to be really stupid. But I know. I'm kind of
3: thinking I might see it. It's going to be a good time. <laughs> I
2: can't. But yeah. I can't. That's it.
1: Anything else from you, Tom? No. All right. Well, we're going to kick things off with our review of Spider-Man Far From Home. We have a clip. Let's go ahead and listen in. You look really pretty.
0: Therefore, I have value.
1: No.
3: No, that's not what I meant at all. I was just...
0: I'm messing with you. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. You look pretty, too. Oh, my gosh. Opera glasses. So cute. Can I want to go in on a pair?
2: You mean let's sit next to each other. Yeah. Parker, are
0: you in position? No. Okay, no, no? you don't want to say here. No, you, you just don't want to think say here.
2: I
3: didn't mean that. I, uh, uh, if you go ahead, I'll go grab us a pair.
1: Okay. <laughs> no, I'm coming. I'm All right, Spider-Man Far From Home is the latest film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I think technically the conclusion to Phase 3, this is like kind of the epilogue, like Endgame was like, you know, the big climax, and I think they're technically considering this the end of Phase 3. Directed by John Watts, who also directed Spider-Man Homecoming. Plot synopsis reads: Following the events of Avengers Endgame, Spider-Man must step up to take on new threats in a world that has changed forever. Film stars Tom Holland, Samuel L. Jackson, Jake Gyllenhaal, Marissa Tomei, John Favreau, Zendaya, and Jacob Batalon. I don't know. I don't know. Are pronouncing it that right? battle That's one. That's, <laughs> that's Ned, his BFF. Oh yes. So, uh Spider Man Homecoming, I think we all like quite a bit. I think me and Tom, I think I was the highest on it. Like it's like number probably three or four in the Marvel universe for me at this point. I think we all enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah. Uh so I was excited about this one. Uh who wants to go first? What do you all think of Spider Man Far From Home?
2: Tom?
3: Uh I liked it. I didn't like it as much. I had some mixed feelings about just about everything. Um, hmm. and it felt a little bit too samey for me. Maybe just like tonally, it it still has the the youthful kid feel that Homecoming had, but I'm kind of ready for something different. Also, it also felt too long. Hmm. Um, like I enjoyed the romance stuff with MJ and everything, but the next Spider-Man that I see, I, I want to have a more adult like fast forward four years or something.
1: Well, I bet that's what they're going to do. Cause Tom Holland, I mean, he's supposed to be 16 years old. The yeah. dude is like 25. So I, I bet there's going to be a time jump. Like maybe yeah. he'll be in college or, or something. You know what I mean? Cause they have to account for the actress, the actors and actresses being like, right. They're getting older. They're not looking like high school kids so much anymore. Right. I mean, Tom Holland still pulls it off. He's kind of got yeah. like a baby.
3: face. Not a 16 year old. Not 16. Though. No, no, no. <laughs> um, I thought, yeah, like, An example of something I had mixed feelings about, I thought that Nick Fury was like kind of ridiculous at the beginning with the expectations we were supposed to believe he was putting on a 16-year-old or like how much trust he would put in a 16-year-old. But I also liked his role a little bit more in this movie. Like he finally felt like he mattered a little bit and had some, you know, badass qualities to him. Whereas in, in most other movies, I'm like, why is this guy in
1: this movie? Did you stick around for the scene at the very end of the credits?
3: Oh so no! I didn't stick game. around for any of the stingers. Oh man, none of them. Oh, the dude,
1: first one is a pretty. Big you missed one, a big one, <laughs>
2: which is funny to because spoilers. the stinger in Homecoming is like the biggest throwaway stinger in the world. Like the second one, at least. You know what I'm talking about? I don't remember what it's he does. It's the in there. like the safe public safety video with Captain America talking about patience. That one's at least funny. It's funny, though. but like it's. It literally serves no purpose to the story. Yeah. Like absolutely. this movie actually has like a pretty significant stinger.
1: Yeah, it's it's big. You, we'll I actually
3: I did see something about that before I watched the movie and then I just totally forgot about the stingers and I just But
1: even out. even the one at the end, I mean we can talk about it in spoilers too, but yeah. it, it does involve Nick Fury. Okay. So Um I
3: don't I guess that Jake Gyllenhaal just exclusively plays joke characters now. So that's kind of annoying,
2: dude. I loved Jake Gyllenhaal in this. I thought he was pretty good <laughs> in this. Yeah, it I
1: was like he was fine. It was like his Oakjaw character toned down like thirty percent. Yeah, you know? yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. but just but like, he seemed more why? confident in this role than the other one. It didn't seem like he was phoning like, it in. It seemed like he was actually like like enjoying it, playing his part. Yeah, um, I was glad that the
3: action ramped up toward the end of the movie because the action in the first half of the movie was. I mean, you find out there's a reason for it, but, like, it just felt weird and not
2: strong. Yeah. But the comedy wasn't as good in this one either. The effects of, like, the the villains or the monsters look pretty good, though. Yeah. A little generic. Better than, like, Sandman from, like, Spider-Man 3 or something. (laughs) Right. But, like, such a... Yeah.
1: It did look pretty cool, though. Mm -hmm. And there's been a lot of complaints about spider-man and the fact that most of the time you see him it's cg like there's not a whole lot of tom holland actually in the suit and i can see where that complaint's coming from but i actually think the action sequences look pretty good like you can tell it's cg but it's not jarring you know what i mean like yeah. you kind of have to for some of the crazy shit that yeah. spider-man can do and does do in this movie well, especially in the climax
2: through the air like yeah <laughs>
1: So it didn't bother me at all. I thought the like the climax action sequence was actually pretty cool. It does some clever things. Um, I don't get into specifics because it's kind of a spoiler, but um, I like the movie a lot. I think I'm with you, Tom. I don't know if I liked it quite as much as Homecoming. Like there are things I liked about it more, but there are also some like plot issues, which all of these movies have, like conveniences mm-hmm. and just kind of logistical uh points of uh like conflict that just don't really make a lot of sense but i it bothered me a little bit more in this one specifically with mysterio who's jake gyllenhaal's character um i really like conceptually what they did with that character because in the comic books he's kind of he's like a magician he's a delusionist you know Mm. but it's from what I remember, Supernatural, you know, you yeah. can just like there is a real world explanation for how Jake Gyllenhaal can do what he does in this movie that I thought was pretty clever and and modern. You know what I mean? Like, it. I thought that was pretty cool. um And just like what they did with his character, because there's like a, a turn. Mm-hmm. I mean, anyone who knows Spider Man knows that Mysterio is a villain. But the way that they handle his character, I thought was was neat and, and unexpected. You know what I mean? I thought that stuff was pretty yeah, good. Yeah, no,
2: the twist was kind of cool, and I was slightly confused for a second when it was going down.
1: Yeah, when the when it first starts, I was like, the turn.
2: Ah, okay, That was pretty cool. Right? I thought it was pretty good. Wait, what? Uh, which part are you talking about? Like the the twist in the middle. No, mm-hmm. oh, concerning yeah, yeah. Mysterio. Yeah, yeah,
1: but you also look at that scene right before that. What Spider-Man does is like, you've known this guy for like a day, dude. You're giving yeah. him like this. That was convenient. I mean, we know Spider-Man is supposed to be naive. And and he whatever. has a reason for it. And like, he I does. Mean, he does. But he's like, that's a lot that's a of responsibility.
2: Yes. <laughs> it's like a multi-billion dollar technology. And he's like, not
1: even from this earth. You know, like the whole thing is that there's a multiverse and his origin yeah. is that he's from a different, you know, a different universe um earth 813 mm -hmm. yeah or whatever it was (laughs) um so i i think to kind of get into the the nuance of that stuff it's pretty spoiler heavy so we should maybe hold off on that but going back to what tom said about the sense of humor i thought it was pretty good for most of the movie it was making me laugh i love the i
3: mean yeah it, it wasn't bad i love the opening with the uh the whitney houston music
1: <laughs> yes yeah, oh, yeah that in anime. memoriam yeah i thought that was great <laughs> although i did think the the very beginning was like not satisfying just kind of a strange transition stereo where it starts in mexico it oh like, yeah that was what, it was like a two-minute scene you're that like weird. that's how they're starting off the movie because uh, homecoming starts off with uh the cell phone footage like spider man's in the back seat with tony stark and mm-hmm. he's like recording on his oh, phone yeah, you know mm-hmm. that's fun um but I do think Spider-Man the humor benefits the character because a lot of the other Marvel movies there is humor but tonally they're not really comedies you know but maybe Thor Ragnarok and the Guardian movies Dude, would be the exception
2: it <laughs> steals the show in this movie
1: the tone <laughs> like consistently the Spider the two Spider-Man standalones have been a, a big focus on humor, you know? So you don't have this, like, disconnect between, like, gravity and and trying to crack jokes, you know what I mean? So yeah. it, it works for me, totally.
2: Well, yeah, and I love this movie. It might be one of my favorite MCU movies. So just because more- it's a lot of fun. It's super entertaining. I liked the villain and, like, the turn. Um, the characters are a lot of fun. Um, but, yeah, I like that when we're not in the action, we're just, like, Hanging out with the high school kids, like, going on a vacation rather than, like, dealing with, like, the politics or, like, the the state of the universe or the world or whatever. Like, that stuff kind of gets boring and samey, but this one actually felt pretty fresh.
1: Yeah, totally, because you're... The
2: action is actually pretty awesome, and, like, it was giving me, like, Doctor Strange vibes kind of with the whole, like, mm. well, it's kind of a spoiler if I say it, but...
1: Well, it has to deal with... Uh... Uh, illusions yeah basically i mean that's mysterio's theme that was really cool i thought that was one of the better sequences mm-hmm. one of the m- m- most unique sequences it definitely reminiscent of something like dr strange yeah um but it was pre- it was pretty cool they did some cool stuff oh i know sequence. what you're
3: talking about yeah that scene was that that was good
0: mm-hmm. oh,
1: yeah but even like you're going back to what you said about the stakes like it's cool that it's just like when there's not all this like crazy action, Nick Fury and Shield stuff happening. They're on a school trip and Spider Man's concerned about like telling MJ he likes her. And there's like a love triangle thing. And they like are talking about like even Ned has like a love interest that is it's they, kind of a, it's a punchline. They went to that funny. joke
2: a lot, but it was funny, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> most of the time. Especially, yeah, right, at, like, right when they land in Europe.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, you know, they'll say things like, oh, I want to watch movies with MJ with, I got the dual splitter, like uh-huh. the headphone splitter, just, like, yeah. super, he um, feels like a high school kid, you know? That's mm-hmm. a nice shift from, you know, what we had with Endgame, which was, like, half the population gone super dour stakes are so high
2: all the bullshit in the thor movies with like asgard and the like kingdom and all that
3: Mm -hmm. i think um also the way that they handled the blip is that what they call it the blip yeah Yeah. they call it the blip that was pretty funny oh they they handled it gracefully and they sort of got it out of the way but they also added like some you know some movie length like one story long uh I guess uh, plot elements from the blip
1: yeah well also I mean as a follow-up to Endgame they did some interesting stuff with Tony Stark was essentially the most powerful man in the world his loss presents opportunity you know Mm -hmm. it's a vacuum like Mm -hmm. they do some interesting things with like what Tony Stark meant to this universe and this is the first time that he's been you know gone essentially so they kind of do some neat stuff nothing too big it's not like a huge plot focus other than like the technology that Mm -hmm. spider-man inherits but i thought that was kind of a a nice touch it it worked as kind of an epilogue to to endgame in its own way yeah i think also
3: the the way that spider-man is handled in these movies like compared to other previous movies is the like Tom Holland or the Peter Parker's brain is part of what makes him a hero. You know, he has like these little in the moment things where he does something that's not just him being like having superpowers. It's him thinking through the problem, mm-hmm. which I think is, uh, fun and gives him a little bit more dynamic, uh, more of a dynamic character
1: yeah because he's incredibly intelligent but he's also a high school kid so he right. does when it comes to that stuff do some kind of stupid shit but he's clearly very intelligent so like that that dichotomy is it makes him an interesting character um but yeah it was a good time we'll get into specifics and spoilers i as far as i don't think it's quite as good as his homecoming but definitely one of the better one of the better marvel movies i quite enjoyed it
2: yeah What's his director's name?
1: John Watts.
2: This guy kills. <laughs> kills. Sign him up.
1: So Tom Holland has one movie left in his contract. I'm sure he'll he'll re up, but uh, in his contract it was like three standalone Spider, excuse me, Spider-Man movies, and then three like appearances. So he's already done the appearances with Civil War infinity war and endgame and then there have now been two standalone spider-man movies so presumably we might not see spider-man again until the standalone unless they redo his contract so they can cram him somewhere else you know um
2: cram him in there yeah
1: Anything else you guys want to say before we uh, get into spoilers? Uh,
2: movie Kill It at the box office.
1: It's doing pretty good. I think it was projected. I mean, it's a long weekend because it came out on a Tuesday. Yeah. But I think projections were between like 150 and 180 million.
2: So people S- still care after Endgame. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: Homecoming debuted with like 117 million or something. So, so it's, so it's going to do better than
2: it? Yeah, better than it's Homecoming. an extended weekend. so.
1: Yeah, so, you know. Do what you will with that, yeah. but I think globally it's doing pretty well too. So probably
2: be a pretty average Marvel income.
1: at the box office, yeah. <laughs> Plus it's been a pretty uh shitty summer for blockbusters. I didn't see Men in Black, but people really fucking hated Men in Black, you know. There it hasn't did been look a ton bad. Aladdin mm-hmm. made a bunch of money, but it seemed like well, actually it seems like a, the the average movie going person loved Aladdin, but
2: Yes they did. Us movie
1: fellas. <laughs> <laughs> didn't even bother watching it.
2: I did, and I did not <laughs> fall for it. <laughs> okay.
1: You guys want any star ratings or any last points you want to throw out there? Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. Star rating. I'm going with the 4.5 on this one.
2: I'm going 5.
1: 4. How, how many fives have you given to Marvel movies? Maybe probably one like, or two?
2: Yeah, probably one or two. Jeez. Probably the first Guardians, and that's maybe it. That's it? Oh, <laughs> hell yeah. This guy
1: okay, fucking loved it. What did yeah. you give it, Tom? Four. A four? Okay. You gave Homecoming a five, though, right? Maybe you were four and a half. I don't, I don't remember. I four and a
2: half. I can't remember. It's against everything I stand for, but i <laughs> got to give it its due. <laughs>
1: <laughs> cool. Okay. Well, let's uh, get into a brief spoiler discussion. So check the show notes if you haven't seen this yet. Um, do you want to start at the end with uh, uh, the, one of the stingers? Sure. you missed yeah. pretty big. Yeah. So the first post-credits stinger spider-man and mj are like flying through the city so he takes mj mj out and she's like freaking out she's burying her face in his shoulders you know it's, it's a cute moment Super cute. they land in i don't know if it's times square but it's something like that you know there's lots of screens around and uh, a news report comes on the screen while spider-man's standing there in the middle of the, the square he's like on like a light pole or something you know news report comes on Jake Gyllenhaal or Mysterio's um like henchman basically oh,
3: the one who stole the he
1: he took At the end vision. he took the hard drive. They basically doctored a video to make it look like Spider-Man cuz you know how when he tells Edith to like execute uh everything? Yeah, basically to turn it down or whatever.
2: Yeah, referring to the drones. I thought execute that was a weird all. line. Yes. Yeah.
1: So they basically Cut the footage and doctor it to make it sound like he's saying, like, execute them all. And then uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, right before Spider Man showed up, recorded himself saying, like, Spider Man just attacked me out of nowhere. I don't know what's going on. He wants to, like, harm everybody, blah, blah, blah. Basically, to put all the blame on Spider Man. And he reveals Peter Parker's identity to the world. Oh shit! He goes, Spider-Man is Peter Parker and then it flashes an image of Peter's face and then it ends with Spider-Man going, what the f- and then it cuts off before he says fuck and mm-hmm. then it, it cuts back to the credits but now the whole Spoilers. world knows who Spider-Man is which is pretty big That's a big deal definitely sets up a third movie and also just where because now the now they think he's a bad guy and they know his personal identity Mm -hmm. so they can't go back to the high school stuff after that because what's he gonna do go back to school a fucking wanted criminal like so who knows maybe we'll do like an on the run like in hiding type thing maybe he'll become an asgardian of the galaxy just like like, the dark knight rises yeah exactly (laughs) like the dark knight rises um so that'll be interesting i thought that was cool um, and then the final like post credits thing at the very end, you find out that Nick Fury and I can't remember Colby Smothers' character, like the the woman who's with Nick Fury, mm-hmm. like his partner. They are actually the shapeshifters from Captain Marvel, like Ben Mendelsohn's character, you know, the reptilian guy. Yeah, they've been pretending to be Nick Fury and her. So they're like in the car and they shapeshift in their form. They're talking about like, wow, we really barely pulled that off like that didn't go as well as we thought it would because remember happy gives like a code to them through the video and he was like oh you cracked the code huh they're like oh yeah we knew exactly what you meant they had no idea what he meant because they weren't actually nick fury you know mm. and then it turns out nick fury has just been hanging out and on some planets somewhere like
2: just chilling he like has like a like a hologram of like a, a beach and he's like sitting there with the drink. they stole that
1: from Valerian <laughs> it's fucking bullshit yeah. <laughs> but yeah he's just hanging out he was wearing like beach trunks
2: and like and then he like gets up and is like moseying around the ship and he's like, like get, get back, back to, to work, work. Or something like that
1: but I have no idea where he is he's with the other shapeshifters right
2: yeah it was like a whole crew of them
1: yeah some really cool futuristic city type thing so that's what Nick Fury's actually been up to all right. Don't know what that's going to mean, but yeah. some pretty cool stingers, though.
2: Definitely worth the waiting.
1: Better than the fucking cat and Captain Marvel like hacking up a <laughs> the Infinity Stone or whatever. Well, just two Dude, minutes. There are though. so
2: many people who work on these movies, though. Holy the shit! The credits take like, like you really nine nine minutes. like. <laughs> Get to see it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like just the like the effects artists and all that and the three D artists, it's the three like D conversion process. Top like. to
1: bottom names of all the animators and stuff. Yeah. Um, so those are the stingers. You guys wanna talk about Mysterio? What they did with his character? Sure. All the trailers portray him as a good guy. I knew there was gonna be some sort of turn. Yeah. Because I knew so I saw it with Paris. Paris didn't know who Mysterio was, so I she... Mean, wasn't expecting the The name of his
2: character and the just the look makes him look kind of like a villain to begin with right but
1: and there's got to be a villain if he's not the villain they defeat the elementals pretty early sure even if you don't know yeah but he was essentially trying to get edith which is like a space station like drone program surveillance and attack drones uh, he tricked spider-man into giving him access which that was you know we, we alluded to it earlier but I was like uh, seems like a little quick for him to just he did take back the to note. his trip and I thought his little it. speech was a little <laughs> bit weird it was a little much yeah um but yeah it was all a ploy like it was all an illusion all the fights which I also had some issues with that logistically, because if it's all an illusion, how did the tower get knocked over in that opening scene?
3: Explosions. They're all planted, remember?
1: No. do they show scenes of, like, planting No, no, no. The drones
3: can also, like, fire explosions and stuff. I'm pretty sure.
1: He didn't have the drones yet, though. He just had the projector.
3: I thought it was all projection. Oh, you're right. He didn't have the drones. But
1: Spider-Man was in the tower, like, physically, like, hitting his head on the The guy who...
3: Um... Took the hard drive at the end when he's going through his speech. He points that guy out and says, "This guy with his like his pyrotechnics or whatever to make all the illusions real." Mm. You know.
1: Okay, I figured there was going to be some sort of like, oh, the technology can do it or whatever. Yeah, but then they also make it out to seem like everything is pre-programmed because they're in that like training room where Jake Gyllenhaal is basically directing. (laughs) Yeah, I like that too. But that leads you to believe. Like, do they have to pre-program all of this stuff, or can they just do it on the fly? They really ask the audience to sort of take a mental leap there yeah which is fine there's and, no way that that
3: technology would ever work yeah so
1: that's fine but then i was thinking like well okay so if it's all pre-programmed how did the illusion stuff happen with like the zombie tony stark and all the bodies piling on him like how are they physically interacting with him that kind of stuff you know you can poke holes in that so that was why more so than other marvel movies i was a little bit like uh, okay, I'm. I am making the jump, but I'm like looking back on what I just jumped over, yeah. and I'm like, "God."
3: I also <laughs> think that drones, like, there's too many drones now. Drones are everywhere in movies. It's annoying. These were cool drones,
2: though. There were a it
3: lot of them. There's so too. many drones. I was, thought the
2: visuals of just like it cool. So many of them, like,
3: but like I don't.
2: Like, I don't even like drones
3: in real life. I don't want drones in my movies. Get them out.
1: It was cool. Like him, Yeah, give like, me an
3: enemy. Give me a big old strong monster thing.
1: Yeah, sure. Which is what you think they are at first, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I thought that spin on mysterio i thought was cool because he's just a guy i mean he's a former stark industries employee who got fired mm-hmm. i thought it was pretty funny that tony named his technology barf like yeah, oh, yeah. Adam, the barf <laughs> i also what did edith stand for uh, even, even dead, dead I'm the, I'm hero. the hero that was that was pretty funny <laughs> yeah that's pretty funny <laughs> but yeah what they do with mysterio's character i thought was cool jake gyllenhaal was entertaining i don't know if i call it a good
2: performance per se yeah, great performance <laughs> it was great but i thought that stuff was neat I thought he was hamming it up it was great he had kind of two different sides to himself too and i thought he pulled off both yeah
1: totally i thought the turn was cool
2: yeah um so that was neat he is bad in osha though i will <laughs> agree with
3: that (laughs) he's rarely like bad he's also not great and when is the the last last time that we've seen him be like really good nightcrawler dude although i
1: didn't see stronger he's getting stronger okay well then that was the last time i guess
2: real good real good he's great (laughs) that's (laughs)
1: mostly (laughs) he's not horrible in it that movie sucks but yes (laughs) (laughs) um yeah that's mostly it it's another Marvel movie. I mean, at the end of the day, it's it, it's fun. It's The characters, are, it's enjoyable to spend time with them. They're I did like progressing the, the plot.
2: relationship with MJ, though.
1: The MJ stuff is cool. I think Zendaya is great.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I also thought Happy
2: was... Some of the stuff they
1: did with Happy, like he's him dating. Oh, aunt yeah. May and some of those jokes. And he's with the kids trapped in the room where the, the drones are trying to get in. Oh, everyone's yeah. sharing, and he's like, I'm in love with Spider Man's aunt, and everyone's just totally silent. He was like, What? I thought we were sharing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Moments like that, I thought were, were funny. There was some, some good humor, maybe a little inconsistent. Homecoming, I think, might be a little funny. Ned but
2: killed it in this movie. All Ned the jokes was great. Ned's with always great. His girlfriend and. Just like how obsessed he is with the Spider Man and- when he says
1: getting shot with a train dart is like the coolest <laughs> I mean, thing that's ever happened yeah. to him.
2: <laughs> and when he corrects uh, Happy, he's like, Give yeah, me that spirit. He's like, it's, it's a, a Halberd. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. It was a good it was a good time. Good time. Yes. Two hours. Okay. You guys ready to move on? Yep. All right. Next we're gonna be discussing the last black man in San Francisco. We have a clip. Let's listen. We
0: built these ships, dredged these canals in the San Francisco they never knew existed. This is our. to the old house what if it's empty what if we just peeked inside we get their parties you can put on one of your plays we can yell
2: it is this house our old house that's not your old house and that's not your neighborhood
1: all right. Last black man in San Francisco plot synopsis reads a young man searches for home in the changing city that seems to have left him behind short and sweet directed by Joe Talbot written by Joe Talbot and Jimmy fails who also stars in the lead role as himself uh, film also features Jonathan majors Danny Glover and uh, we'll get into it more later, but uh, Mike Epps is in this, and he kills. I thought he killed anyway. Um, I think I was the most hyped on this movie just from the trailer. Like when I first saw this trailer, I was like, "Oh yeah, this this is barking up the right tree, buddy." <laughs> um, so I was pretty excited going in. Uh, who wants to go first on this one? Should I go? Or I'll one go of first. Short and sweet.
2: Get it out of the way. Um, I liked it. Uh, thought it looked amazing some beautiful shots for sure Mm -hmm. uh i thought some of the editing was a little weird maybe a little self-indulgent just with like there's so many just like images for three seconds and then a cut to another image and there's like abrupt cuts and it had its own kind of style but i don't know if i was necessarily fully on board with it
1: Sure, I like the cadence of it. There were some kind of weird cuts where I was like, "Oh, that's interesting." Yeah. but I like there was like a, a tempo to it that I liked. I
3: I agree about the self indulgence, especially toward the end and the like the last maybe fifth of the movie. I was yeah maybe a little so, bit wrap it up over <laughs> the the artistry of the movie, and I thought it was maybe just trying a little bit too hard
1: or are something. we reviewing midsummer right now or? <laughs> 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 we'll get into it <laughs> um i see what you guys are saying i just there's something about the aesthetic of this movie that was just like Beautiful. hypnotic for me like it's a two-hour movie but i never felt it like i was just totally entranced the whole way through i love the characters i think the music for me if the music wasn't as interesting and uh i I don't know it kept me engaged throughout because you have some licensed music but you also have the original music that's just like lots of strings and weird piano stuff that i thought was was pretty cool it's just so beautiful i loved just looking at it i thought the story was it was light. There's not a ton of plot, you know. It's just kind of them adjusting to, to, you know, being pushed out of the city, essentially. But
2: Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it's a beautiful movie. But I think it maybe, like, didn't get his point across as well as it could have. Like, it seemed like it was trying to be a little bit more important than it actually was. Like Or, like, the, the finale didn't really, like, pay off in a way that I wanted it to. And, like, I could sent some of the like themes or like commentary within the movie but like we've seen a lot of that kind of stuff lately in movies um so maybe it's not fair that it's kind of late to the party but i just didn't feel i think this is to your point i didn't feel
3: emotionally connected to the characters in a way that made me like really feel it when it all concluded i was like this is beautiful but it's also sort of apart from me you know it felt it feels like a play Maybe it's too or something you know? personal
2: or something and we just couldn't <laughs> get <laughs> See, into it
1: i kind of had the opposite experience like i felt that i got really close to these characters so when there's these kind of emotional beats that happen in probably the last third of the film like i i cried multiple times watching this movie and like i thought the fact like i do think we need more stories about like marginalized people in these in, in the inner cities like it's a unique perspective that we don't see in multiplexes and in in theaters like wide releases you know what i mean not that this movie had the widest release but yeah. i also like though that i feel like the movie got its point across without being accusatory cuz there are other films especially last year that deal with with race and and gentrification that are a lot more accusatory you know they're a lot more Mm -hmm. aggressive with the message yeah i think this movie gets the point across that the city has kind of been stolen from from him and his friends you know but they love it like there's a line towards the end of the film where he calls out these two women uh, on the bus who were talking oh, yeah. shit about San Francisco. And he basically says, you can't, you can't hate San Francisco if you don't love it or something like that. Like you're not allowed to say that or something mm-hmm. like that. And it just goes to show like the complex relationship that people have with their environment. Cause they recognize that it's being taken away from them, but they still feel a sense of, of pride in their city, which I thought there was an interesting dichotomy with the, the main character, Jimmy, His attachment to the house, you know, like the whole movie is kind of like this house. They're going. There's these kind of affluent white people who live in the house now, and they have an opportunity to move into the house. And there's a a flip that happens toward the end of the film where
2: it's, you know, that's kind of the emotional. I did like like the like myth aspect of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: that was pretty cool. But it's just interesting that you have these shots at the beginning where it's like slow motion shots of like. The, the oh, horrible poverty that you see in the city, and then the tech bros on their fucking hoverboards and their <laughs> ear pods, you know, just cutting. Yeah, between but them. I mean,
3: it, it is showing the poverty, but it's also showing like the people, you know, and they and they have like this this energy about them, you know. When he's he was talking about the skateboarding scene into the city, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then it gets to Techie Town. Oh, that's Everybody's shot is on their awesome cell phones, and they're like, well, who's this black guy on the
0: skateboard?
1: Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> that's why I appreciate I don't think the movie has to be so literal like it got that point across without being like white people are the devil you know what i mean i mean they could have it totally could have and i don't think it would have taken away from the movie but i just feel like he the director was more concerned about this person's story and the people in his world yeah and the fact that there's a character who gets killed and one of the characters makes a comment about how like that could have been me if I didn't have this house. You know what I mean? Like when we're in this environment, the city is being taken away from us if you don't have your passion or whatever like you just there's these characters who just spend all their time just talking shit and being (laughs) aggressive and they're basically just gangbangers you know what i mean and you have this one character who has they show another side to him but then the next time you see him he's basically like lashing out and being a fucking asshole and there's one of my favorite lines in the whole movie was uh, Jimmy, the main character, talking to his buddy, I think it's Montgomery, telling him, like, why do you? Why are you writing a play about that guy? He was a mm. fucking asshole to you. And he was like, why can't I, like, appreciate someone just because they're mean to me or something mm-hmm. like that? You know, I thought that was a pretty, pretty cool sentiment and a cool line. Um, yeah, I was on board with the whole thing. I don't have much more to say, but I love the performances, love the way it looked.
3: It was really complex, and uh, like I think you're saying maybe maybe more so than some of the movies that we've seen lately like there is if you had to pick one person to be the villain in this movie it's like a white you know bro who does real estate in the city Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah but you you come to learn that not everything is as it seems with the protagonists either you know like the flip that you're talking about so uh it's not as simple as one person's right one person's wrong
1: yeah and um well, there's even some interesting nuance with that real estate agent because mm-hmm. he fucks them over, but he's like, "Hey, if it wasn't me, it would have been someone else here. At least I'm from here." You know, he plays yeah. that card. Like, well, I may be fucking you, but at least I'm one of you. Well, like, and that also, makes it he's better. Like,
3: like, I, I, I could have called the cops on you, but I didn't. I and did I you left a favor. I left your shit on the street so you could pick it up. Um. Also, majors. What's his first name? Jonathan.
1: Jonathan the majors. guy who played
3: montgomery he was awesome
1: yeah he was great um jonathan majors yeah. i think
3: we will see him more because he was he was excellent his
1: character was also pretty idiosyncratic but mm-hmm. yeah very interesting um and i'll just throw it out there all the parts with mike epps i thought were hilarious he was so <laughs> great in a small role there's a really i thought a uh, powerful scene where he's like in his car with the lights on parked by the water just like smoking a joint or something And then you hear the gunshots, you know what I mean? Like, he just, like, is doing his own thing. Like, you have this really serene, picturesque moment where he's just, like, by himself with these lights, walking Mm -hmm. out at the water, and then you hear gunshots, you know? So he, like, pulls his blinds or whatever it is. He looks around a little bit, and he's like, oh, whatever. It's not here, so. (laughs) So it goes, yeah. Yeah. I thought it was incredible. Like, this is, right now, I think my number two movie of the year. Fucking
2: loved it. Right behind Midsummer.
1: I'll save it it for the next one.
3: (laughs) I thought it was really good. I just, it didn't hit home for me. I also felt like, uh, I mean, I might as well just say now I think all three of the movies that we're reviewing were too long. (laughs) Hmm. Or they felt long to me. They, none of them were like egregiously long.
2: What was this one? Two hours and fifteen minutes? Just two hours. Just two hours. I don't sure. know. Yeah, this one's the shortest, but it probably felt the longest of the three. But it was, was the th-
1: shortest by like one minute. I think Spider Man's oh, okay. two hours
2: and two minutes. No, it's two hours and nine minutes. Excuse so. me. <laughs> it's because I it was on credits, though. So. God, ten minutes. <laughs> or at least credits. ten minutes. Maybe I
3: was just really impatient impatient the last two weeks. I don't know.
1: Maybe. <laughs> okay. You guys want to drop some star ratings?
2: I'm giving it a four. Four. You upgraded. I did. I started at a 3.5. You didn't bring me up to a 4.5, though.
1: Damn.
3: I, I could be convinced to do
1: 4.5, but yeah,
2: my maybe, rating right now maybe is Maybe on a 4. rewatch.
1: Got to year end? Revisit this one? I don't ever want to rewatch this movie. Maybe. Ever? Oh, man. No, I I'll wait.
2: definitely watch it again. I, I think it. you make good points. It's just I didn't necessarily fall for or <laughs> catch <laughs> all the stuff that you... Didn't do <laughs> me... <laughs> no i mean that in a good way no i know what you're saying
1: okay cool let's move on i think i think this one's gonna be a banger i'm excited i've been waiting since i saw this movie i've just been dying to talk about it with you guys Mm. Midsummer clip go what do you think
2: it's like another world (laughs) amazing do people just sleep here
0: Yeah, all the younger ones, until we turn 36 and then we move to the laborers' house. Why 36? Well, we think of life like the seasons. So you're a child until you're 18, and that's spring. And then at some point, we all do our pilgrimage, which is between 18 and 36, and that's summer. And then from uh, 36 to 54, we're a working age, which is fall. And then finally, from 54 to 72, you become a mentor. What happens at 72? (laughs)
1: <laughs> okay midsummer is the second feature-length film from writer and director ari astor who gave us hereditary last year which i think all three of us liked quite a bit especially tom it was oh, in your dude. top 10 right yeah
3: i think it was like number four or something
1: did you have it that high i love that movie yeah okay so i think we've all been anticipating this one because we were all big fans of hereditary maybe not as big as some other people at least travis but
3: travis fell prey to the hype train as he always does fucking for what this hereditary hereditary.
2: oh no because i rewatched it and i still felt the same way no yep it was the hype train nope (laughs) can't take it back nope rewatched it to confirm
1: so, uh, plot synopsis. A couple travels to Sweden to visit a rural hometown's fabled Midsummer Festival. What begins as an idyllic retreat quickly devolves into an increasingly violent and bizarre competition at the hands of a pagan cult. Film stars... Excuse me. Florence Pugh? Pug? I don't know how to say her name. Think Pugh. Pug-a-ch- Think Pug-a-ch- Pugh. Pugh. Florence Pew, whatever Jack Rayner of uh, Sing Street fame, uh, William Jackson Harper, who plays a uh, Cheedy on The Good Place, basically playing a version of his Cheaty character in this. Uh, Will Poulter killed it. So, Midsummer. I know I haven't gone first yet, but I don't. Want to go first on this one? Why Do not? either of you want? I mean, I can if you want me to. Matt go wants first. to come in like the
3: hammer
2: at the end. I don't know, like the knife in the back. I just, <laughs> I, I'm was curious. That a pun? This could go one <laughs> of two the ha- ways. The hammer. <laughs> the hammer just come crashing down. <laughs> yeah. He's just playing skin the fool over there.
1: <laughs> you guys want me to go first? Uh, uh, I could go
3: first since I was the biggest fan of Hereditary. Um, yeah, I really did it live
2: up to your expectations.
3: I don't think my expectations were as high for this as for Hereditary. I was excited to see it because it felt like it had a similar vibe, which it totally did. It's basically Hereditary in the day. This is your
2: wheelhouse, <laughs> art house horror.
3: Yeah, uh, I mean, he's got my number. I love his style. I think he's like, I think he's really good at what he does. But I don't think this movie was as strong as Hereditary in a lot of in a lot of respects. It's definitely not as scary.
2: No, um, not it as relies
3: scary. more on. It's really I'm not like, that scary. Actually, no, it's not very scary. It relies more on
2: gruesome, uh, just oh, like sort of. Disturbing. There is one scene that got me.
1: I'm talking about the the head trauma thing.
2: the The fall.
3: Yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, the fall. I mean, that was like probably the most like tense I was during the whole movie. Brutal. Me too. Yeah. I think the openings, the opening portion was also really disturbing, and that like that upset me. To a certain degree, it was
1: strange. It was an interesting way to kick off the uh, kick off the movie for sure. Yeah, um, I thought that Florence was really good,
3: mm-hmm. but I thought the supporting cast, her three buddies, um, Will Poulter, Chidi, and her boyfriend, I thought they were all kind of not great.
1: The boyfriend, especially, yeah, he, he was, was bad. bad. <laughs> he was bad. Yeah, I thought Will Poulter actually wasn't bad. Like I for what his character, character was ridiculous, was, it was, it was.
2: But that was kind of the point. I mean, it was a little
3: over the top. I know, but just like you can, you can make him not ridiculous and still get the same thing. Yes. Right. yes. He
2: was funny, but I think they went to that humor a little too many times. Yeah, but he was still pretty funny.
3: Yeah, there's a lot more humor in this one than in Hereditary, and yeah. it didn't necessarily distract or like i don't think i missed anything in terms of like suspense because of the humor
2: well i just don't think it was besides his character though there's some really like oddball type moments where you don't really know how to feel and you just laugh out of like awkwardness (laughs) laughed in
3: in one scene in particular you guys are probably also thinking towards the the end that like I don't know if he just dragged it on too long or if it's because um, the boyfriend is a bad actor or what. But like he did similar stuff in Hereditary that felt disturbing and unsettling. And in this movie, it felt kind of silly. It's
1: kind of goofy. Yeah. Yeah. That scene in particular, I just was not on board with.
3: (laughs) Yeah. And I think plot wise, a lot, there were a lot of holes. Like I still, I still like this movie because i like the vibe that that he creates Mm -hmm. but i mean if you if you look at it start to finish from like a plot perspective it's not good (laughs) 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 it does it just doesn't make sense like character motivations don't make sense or they're not properly explained and
2: yeah uh, i think it's supposed to be kind of abstract though in a way and like kind of loose with the whole his strength
3: is in his like His fascination with paganism and like all the weird culty stuff that kind of just makes you interested and feel like you're
2: crossing the boundary that you shouldn't. Well, and he just has this like impending doom, like dread type feel the whole movie where you're Mm -hmm. like, you're on the edge of your seat, even though nothing's really happening. But you know, something is building up. But this movie
3: didn't have the finale that Hereditary had. He also does grieving really well. Yeah, the grieving in both of these movies is pretty good.
1: I think it's significantly better in Hereditary than in this movie.
3: Yeah, well, I just mean like the actual scene. Like both the both the actresses had their moment where they're like weeping. You know, I thought that was that it was affecting both times. But I know what you're saying about like because she gets flashes of her throughout the movie. It sort of sticks around, but it's it doesn't have the same. Uh,
1: force. See, I feel like it it worked better in Hereditary because even though that whole movie was essentially dealing with grief, Toni Collette I feel like wasn't defined by her grief. Florence Pugh's character in this movie, I feel like the characters across the board are so thin Mm. that she doesn't really have any agency in the movie. She's just there to cry And have these moments where she's just like overwhelmed by everything that's happening and it's like I go back to the fact that like why did you even go in the fucking first place like this whole movie kind of revolves around the fact that she went on the trip in the first place you know yeah she wasn't supposed to just stuff like that. Um, was it bugging you that much the whole time? I thought this was movie there? was fucking garbage. Really? I hated this movie. Whoa. I thought it was I boring. Think I think the whole movie is fucking nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> the whole movie. It's pretty to look at. Mm-hmm. But I think part of the issue for me anyway, I didn't experience any dread because... Maybe towards the beginning. But they get to the festival pretty quickly. And then from there, it's all bright colors you know what i mean like i like it on an aesthetic level but i think it just wore on me you know what i mean it like did. it could have been more Toward effective the end, it was like he
3: he could have gone either two he could have gone two ways he could have done something where he added scenes of dark that were like artificially created you know like people got sleep, right um or he could have made the light feel more oppressive and like it's just really psychologically like overbearing, with you you know, yeah. like you're kind of going crazy because you, you like the days are blending together. Yeah,
1: yeah. and it does it a little bit, but I don't think enough to really make it an effective. Mostly, tool. He uses
3: drugs as that as that way to create some sort of mental instability.
1: So one of the f- one of the few things I liked about the movie was the drug sequences. I thought the way that they're presented. I've talked to a couple people who have experienced like psychedelics, and they have found that it's the most accurate representation because they're not seeing fucking dragons and stuff. You know, the 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 plants are breathing, and their their vision is like things are moving. It's like the world feels more alive. I thought the way that was handled on a visual level was was pretty cool. Yeah, but empty, like. I don't think that it served any benefit other than he was doing like some cool trippy stuff. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. only would have enjoyed this movie on a visual level. And because it's so samey, like the standout scene for me was that, that cliff scene where the, the old people are, you know, it's like a ceremony thing. I thought the change of scenery was cool. Cause it's just all white. You know, the cliffs were white. Everyone's mm-hmm. wearing white. I thought was, was interesting. And then plus just the content of that scene is disturbing and um that was a standout for me. I'm gonna borrow a line from Travis. This movie could have been 90 minutes. <laughs> I know it would have defeated the purpose. <laughs> oh, this one was too long. He was going for a, a vibe, you know, this kind of epic, like slow burn, like but yeah. my issue is that the cult stuff was so super formulaic in the sense that I may not have known the specifics of what was going to happen, but as soon as they got to the, the, the festival, right, it's kind of creepy. You're like, Oh, all these people are here and they're all white and they don't speak. A lot of them don't speak English and there's this weird stuff going on. And it's just an escalation from there. And it followed a formula where it killed the tension for me because most of the movie is just characters wandering around the field looking for plot. And then they find plot and it's like a little bit more grotesque or a little bit more eerie than what previously followed. It's just an escalation. Mm -hmm. But I had already mapped the whole thing out by that point. So I never look at my watch when I'm watching a movie, but I looked at my watch and there was still an hour left. And I was like, fuck, (laughs) like I haven't had this much of a slog I'm not the one who complains about like length in movies. Mm-hmm. Generally, if it's well done, I'm on board with the length, but it was a chore to get through this movie.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I was it's severely disappointed.
2: Yeah. Well, so <laughs> Yeah, you little, haven't even talked to me. I'm yet, a little really surprised. It <laughs> taken it back just cuz I thought I was going to be coming into this the lowest and expecting you guys to bring me up a bit. But it doesn't sound like that's the
1: case. I thought I thought Tom was gonna love it, but not as much as Hereditary. And I thought you were gonna be like, you know, somewhere in the middle. I like maybe it, you are, but I
2: liked it quite a bit. But it, it's almost like the same feeling I have with Last Black Man in San Francisco, where like, and I don't know if like I can't tell if Ari Aster is like a a genius or just like maybe like tricking us to. Th- Like believing that he's a genius. (laughs) I think
1: he needs to direct someone else's screenplay because he's written both of his movies. Yeah, and they've both been very, very thin on maybe not plot. Plot maybe plot isn't the right word, but there's a lot of nonsense in both of these movies that don't really make sense. Hereditary is awesome. Hereditary. The thing with Hereditary though is that it's consistent. You know what I mean? Like there's a, a level of dread. In terror, that I think goes so far beyond where Midsummer goes. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not the first person to say this. I've seen other critics say this about Midsummer, but they basically took the finale of Hereditary, the the last 15, 10 minutes, and stretched it out. That's exactly what I was thinking.
3: I was like, he finally just. Like, the whole Hereditary movie, what he really wants to get to is weird, like, paganism. Yes. And then Mm -hmm. he was like, fuck it, I'm doing a whole movie with this shit. (laughs) And so he did. And it was, like, too much, man. Like, it doesn't feel creepy when you have to experience it for two hours. Mm -hmm. Um, And I also was going to say, I will think he's a genius if he can do a different movie that feels like is out of his wheelhouse for these first two and is, is good.
1: See, I more so just think he he has incredible grasp of like the craft of movie making. Mm-hmm. Like his movies look awesome.
2: The visuals of this they movie look were pretty awesome. Yeah,
1: it's it's pretty to look at. But I think he's maybe a little, maybe a little self indulgent. Like some yeah. of the camera tricks that he used in this movie, he did first in Hereditary. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it was a cool scene, but there's a scene in Midsummer where uh, Florence's character goes into a bathroom, and the camera like swings over the top, oh, and it's yeah. like from above, and then it cuts to the mirror, like a perspective of the mirror, and then she leaves the bathroom and she's on the plane. You know, like it it goes from the oh, apartment into the bathroom. Yeah, it's like when the exactly. door shuts,
2: it transitions, like, hard cut to the plane, like, inside of the plane bathroom.
1: The bathroom, yeah, that is the plane bathroom. Like, you see the above perspective, the the apartment is attached to this bathroom, the camera swings, but then when she exits, she's mm-hmm. on the plane. Like, that's a very showy, both on a technical level and on an editing level, you know, like, that, that yeah. cut. Yeah. It's cool, but, I mean, he did stuff like that in her. And he has some, too. like
2: pans that are kind of similar to that where they're like super up close or like, it's like the camera's going around a corner. Yeah. Uh, I did really like the shot of them entering the festival with like the camera going upside Mm -hmm. down, which I feel like a lot of directors are doing that lately, like turning the camera upside down, which it's kind of cool, but I thought this was at least done in the most interesting way out of like the, because it it happened in American Animals, which I thought was kind of cool because it was like an upside down American flag. Um, isn't
1: will poulter in that movie too isn't that I where i know so. him from
2: he's in we're the millers in uh detroit i know those two.
1: Oh, he's the f- the asshole yes. cop in detroit okay that's where i know that but movie. that
2: scene when it's like yeah they're going down the street and it's upside down and then like as they pass the banner the camera like kind of does like a a flip I yeah thought that was pretty cool
1: <laughs> I-, I thought it was self-indulgent yeah
2: kind of <laughs> I did like I did like the shots of just like the like snowy forest too at the start. Yeah, that I thought was it cool. looked good. I like that. Oh yeah, looked, and then just like totally the good. hard cut to like yeah, an overpopulated like neighborhood.
3: There were there were I mean there were lots of good moments. There's a moment after she um, is wearing the flower crown and she goes through that you know and she's on mushrooms and she's going through the crowd of people and they're just like washing over her. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you know again it looked great. But it just doesn't... It, we should maybe save for spoiler. We don't think we need a spoiler, but something happens at the end that involves character motivations that I don't think... I think that's where we're supposed to be like, oh, this is where that decision is rooted, you know, like totally buying into uh, the community or something, but it doesn't really do that. No. It just shows flowers pulsing, <laughs> which still, I mean, I thought it was cool and it, yeah. it, like uh, it could be done worse and I could be like, well, what the fuck is with these flowers? But here I was like, oh, okay, no, I'm okay with it.
2: Yeah. And it also like the movie from point A to B, it, it's a long movie, but like, I feel like what happens in those two and a half hours, like there could have been a lot more stuff happening. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, it didn't need to be that long. I get that he was going for a mood and kind of an epic feel, but a lot of people have been saying they were like incredibly disturbed by this movie. Like maybe it's not as outright scary as Hereditary, but they felt like very disturbed by the imagery and I just didn't get that at all. Like the only scene that I thought was like kind of creepy and I was like, "Oh, like it was when uh Chidi, is like taking pictures of that, the the scripture or whatever, and he gets hit in the head. And the person is like, it takes them like a second oh, before yeah. you realize it, but they're like wearing someone else's it face. It was like Texas chainsaw. Yeah, and were. you're like, but it was so well done because at first you're like, oh, that's a person. And then you're like, wait. Mm-hmm. And then you look and you're like, that's oh, someone remember, else's face. And then
3: you remember the game they were playing when they first show up to the village. Not hide and seek? No. <laughs> skin, skin the fool. Oh. Uh oh yeah he's like what yeah. are they saying they're saying they're playing skin the fool like skin the fool yeah they're
1: like, well, he's like ah, it's just a, don't worry about it yeah <laughs> yeah but it's just like there's stuff like there there's a bear in a cage and they're like why is there a bear here and they're like eh. like the yeah. the cult stuff could have been the most interesting part about the movie but it was the least interesting part about the movie just because it was so vague mm-hmm. like why are they doing this who are they sacrificing to where do the rituals come from why do they hollow out a bear and put a dude in it you know what i mean like yeah. just the way it's just all there to serve like the aesthetic feel of the movie i feel like and not actually to explore like the paganism and the it's it's just all so loose you know what i mean mm-hmm. like if you really try and like dig into it you can't cuz there's so the the, the de- Like, there's just enough details sprinkled through to the point where it's not just totally absurd, you know? They do a little bit of exposition. But, I mean, I hate to say the movie needed more exposition, because I don't know that's necessarily true. But it's just, the cult stuff just felt, like, it, it just existed to serve this, like, escalation of, like, weirdness and, like, these rituals that are just getting stranger and stranger, as opposed to actually, like why are these people doing this? You know what I mean? Like, this apparently happens every 90 years, and they're just like... That's
2: the scary part about it. <laughs> <laughs> um
1: But yeah. I, I just go back to like, she didn't need to be there in the first place. She wasn't going to be there in the first place. If she wasn't there,
2: what would have happened? Like,
3: I don't know why that bugges you so much, but what does confuse me is whether...
2: Well, it is kind of weird, though. It would get into spoilers if we talk about it, but... Like, I mean, we can. We how can it see, gets like, brought up or her motivation, like, in the context of the entire movie doesn't necessarily make sense toward, at the end. Like, how she got there. Yeah. <laughs> in the- well,
3: yeah, I mean, okay, so let's just do spoilers really quick.
1: Well, okay, so do you guys want to give, I don't have anything else to say generally. Yeah. You guys want to do star ratings?
2: Four stars. Four. <sighs> two. Wow. That you was gave between. Mandy that two. two and a half? Yeah. Okay. Mandy is a better film. <laughs>
1: yeah. At least Mandy was interesting <laughs> to me. <laughs> it may be fucking horse shit, but I, I was like, Oh man, this movie's fucking nuts. This movie wasn't nuts, it was just I don't know.
3: Um so, so spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. Look spoilers, at the show notes. The Swedish guy, you get they kind of imply that he had this intuition, he brought these people, and he had this sense about this girl that, oh, you know what, she could be our May Queen, and I also have kind of the hots for her, and I bet she'd be like a really good member of our community if we could like, we could convince her. But for that to be true, I would have liked to see some evidence that he manipulated the situation yeah. that resulted in her being there in the first place, instead of just like, oh, you know what, I'm actually
2: really glad you're going. But yeah. the whole way it gets brought up, at least to the audience, is her boyfriend is just like, oh, she's going, by the way. But she's not going. You know, he like, I, I think invited it, her, I think it was happenstance. I don't think they're saying you missed something
3: that happened off screen and like he he pulled the strings to make this happen. I think yeah. he was just like, hmm, actually.
2: But it doesn't seem like the Swedish guy is a part of that at all. But then later in the movie, you figure out it was kind of him... Like he gets rewarded, basically. Yes, he was the having. one who like brought them all, but not really because the boyfriend was the one who convinced her to go in the first place. And how would he have done that had that not gotten brought up organically? Like it's just like convenient or like luck that she got invited and agreed to going. <laughs>
3: so I was. A I little... like their cult. It makes sense to me. We should adopt it. What?
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> that does not make
1: sense.
3: They're probably very happy. <laughs>
1: I was a little confused by the motivations at the ending for why they would sacrifice themselves. Because there are members of the cult who sacrifice themselves. tradition. To what end? Sure, it's tradition, but to what end? I I guess I didn't understand what benefits for
3: the community. The greater good.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Let's just burn some people alive. That benefits the greater... Like, I just... You know what I mean? Like, it's just so Dude, loose. Ev- yeah, I get that, but, like... But every, every religion is like, weird. Tons of... Like, <laughs> crazy shit, bro. <laughs> tons of
2: cultures have
3: sacrificed people historically. It's not like they, that came out of nowhere. But they're
1: sacrificing to, like, a god. It's like an offering uh, for something. I, this movie didn't really get it across that they were, like... What was the greater purpose of these rituals? Yeah, bless the I mean? harvest, man. It's fucking... Yeah, they're in Sweden. Just fucking... It's gonna grow potatoes or whatever the fuck regardless. Like... Uh, yeah I guess so
3: but I mean you could have said the why same thing about out a bear? everybody and- blesses the harvest That's
1: you know. yeah I get that part of it like conceptually sure but specifically it just like there wasn't enough there like I didn't buy why these people would sacrifice themselves in that way
3: they haul out the bear because the bear represents like a they beast. have to do one person for all the bad shit so he doesn't get the yew tree gunk uh, which didn't work <laughs> and uh and um, he uh, uh you know, he has to be the evil one, basically. And so they make remember they call him like the beast or something like
1: that. Mm-hmm. It's just so surface level though, because yeah, bears are actually pretty tame creatures, unless it's like a grizzly bear that hasn't eaten in a while. Like bears are pretty skittish. I get it, the beast, blah blah blah. But it's like the poor bear, like they just killed him and they stuffed him in and it's like, Be gone, foul beast, and it's like homeboy was just out in the woods eating berries and shit like <laughs> leave Zimba him alone him. Eh, whatever it's just bullshit it's too easy you know what i mean <laughs> yeah i guess so <laughs> pick a pick something else pick a fucking wolverine or something like those or badgers like they're assholes put a
2: person inside of a badger I
1: can put a baby in a badger <laughs> <laughs> Fuck.
2: um do we want to talk about the sex scene
1: Oh, is that what you were alluding to? Everybody yes. laughing yeah. in your theater? Yes. Yes. yes, people
2: laughed. I think it was mainly like the the moaning chant. That was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> that
1: was stupid. See, I
2: thought some of that stuff worked. Like
3: when uh, when the main character, what is her name in the movie?
1: Uh, I know what scene you're talking about. Uh, Danny. Yeah.
3: She collapses, and then all of a sudden she realizes that she has this weird little group of handmaidens who are like, oh, whatever she does, we do. And then they get this weird rhythmic... Like a
1: cadence going. Rhythmic
3: grief chanting going. And I was like, that's creepy. And like, I get it now. She's the May Queen. Everybody follows her. She's going to get to be like top boss at the end of the movie. Um, the favorite. I'm more so Reddit, though. <laughs> <The favorite. laughs>
1: I more so read it though, like there's a line early in the movie where they talk about family and how we're a big family and she's never had family. And I feel like that was kind of the turning point Mm. for her to kind of make the very end make sense. Yeah. I still don't think it works. But the fact that she's like having this moment of grief Mm -hmm. and everybody comes around her and they're just like Finally people are sharing in her grief. And it calms her down, you know what I mean? Like the like the family aspect, like everybody coming together to support the the individual to make the whole better like i thought was interesting but people were laughing and it took me out like i get i understand why people were laughing like but that i thought it was stupid
3: every time the guy was like oh
1: that was the sex scene was ridiculous like the girl well, getting behind at the him, same, like, like, pushing so, yeah. his butt, and, like, everybody, like, Have you ever
2: hushed porn, dude? No. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh,
3: like, the the other thing that, um, I mean, when you talk about, like, consistency with the, the cult, is, like, on the one hand, they empathize. They're like, oh, that sucks. Your boyfriend's cheating on you. But also, we masterminded this whole thing, and that was the plan for him to cheat on you. Like, what, you know... Yeah, no that's they don't really clearly reconcile those two things where they're like it's all for the greater good like, you know. I that's why just, I feel like
2: to really enjoy this movie you have to kind of watch it on an abstract level where like stuff doesn't maybe necessarily make sense on a logical or like character level, but like the like the whole through line makes sense loosely. Like you get the point that he's trying to make and like it's it's well done but it's a little self-indulgent a little long and like it's
3: definitely not a two
2: star movie you have to like suspend your disbelief (laughs) a bit with like just like character motivations and like all that Mm -hmm. i just
1: feel like the movie where the movie falls apart is. i just don't think this movie has anything to say like the, the the kind of the the discourse around it is that it's known that he went through a breakup and that's kind of what inspired the movie yeah but when you look at it through that lens to me anyway it just feels like a cheap revenge fantasy like literally all he does is he swaps the gender and it ends up just being like horrible boyfriend treating her like shit she's just gone through all this this horrific moments they go she goes on this trip He's terrible to her, and then by the end of it, she gets like he gets his come up, and because the yeah. movie ends with her like smiling after he but gets sacrificed, like, you know what I mean? She's
2: like, oh, like finally like getting over like it's like a huge symbolism moment for her, like getting over him and like her loss of her family and all that, and it's just supposed to be like this like moment of like relief or catharsis. But again, I don't know if I like fully buy. Everything. <laughs> yeah. Well, the
1: family thing is fucking stupid too, because like her entire family. Why did her parents die? Did they also have like carbon monoxide poisoning or something? Oh, yeah, like,
3: the girl piped it in under their door and duct taped it
1: into their into she, their door sure, too.
3: She murdered suicide. So it's like did. a okay.
0: Yeah.
1: But it's like that's a pretty fucking drastic, crazy thing it's to crazy. do. Oh yeah. yeah. To what ends? So that what? she can like have something to grieve over for the rest of the movie. It just seemed too. Oh, it was like, like, re, it, was like re, yeah, it was like, yeah, it was like revenge fantasy thing. Like, let me put this woman through something so horribly. Well, like you can't even imagine. Yeah, I think you're really that.
3: reading into the whole breakup thing. Like, and uh, maybe projecting a little bit what he was trying to communicate.
1: I don't think if so. you just look
3: at the movie, like that doesn't seem weird to me. Like, obviously he's going to have some sort of fucked up situation to make this girl unstable but he, and she have her weird fantasies to have i
1: read the smiling thing like oh he's finally getting what he deserves sure he was a piece of shit i read it, it oh but... i'm
3: finally where i should be not so much about him more about her
1: i just don't really buy into the her be being both. indoctrinated into the cult at i don't point. either
3: like uh one thing we totally glossed over is um she just totally started speaking swedish
1: that, i thought that was kind of neat like it was neat but she like, was under the drugs i don't know if she was actually speaking were they it. both
3: mumbo-jumboing and she was like I'm thinking, i think <laughs> <so>. i <kind laughs> think like because that.
1: like that's the thing with like psychedelic drugs it's yeah. this like communal thing you know it's like you're communicating on yeah. a level beyond language you know what i mean yeah sure I, I get that part that didn't bother me but i don't know it was fucking boring See, it was so boring I haven't had that experience in a while. Not since Jean Dielman have I
2: been sad, so late. sad day, man. And <laughs> fucking get this. This had over to have been with. one of your most anticipated of the year, yeah. Yeah,
1: it was up there for sure. Yeah, it was just I don't know. I mean, I gave it two stars. I thought it looks beautiful, but it was just kind of samey on an aesthetic level for me anyway. It wasn't enough to elevate. Hey, it.
2: sometimes you gotta take a stand, Matt. I totally get it. <laughs> <laughs> What is the best horror movie that takes place in the daytime? Hmm. There's not many. I mean, like majority exclusively like, in daytime. Um. Ideally, but does it, would the witch count? <laughs> the witch is better than the a witch. lot
1: of Texas Chainsaw Massacre happens during the daytime.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I was actually thinking of the witch.
2: The witch is better. Again, oh my god, of Witch gave is a me million some, times better. The, oh yeah, way better. But the this was giving me kind Gotta of vibes the of like, It Comes at Night, The Witch, and like maybe something else. Like All my favorite horror movies. Did you guys ever see, uh, it's not a horror movie, but Martha, Marcy, May, Marlene? Yeah, that movie's dope. Okay. That yeah. was
1: a way better cult movie.
2: Yeah. What's it called? Martha, Marcy, May, Marlene? Yeah. Yeah, it's really good.
1: It's got uh, Elizabeth Olsen in it.
2: That was like her claim to fame role. Yeah. And
1: she goes, like, she, she...
2: Is it her and the other Olsen twins? They and, all uh, no, no it's just... Man. John Hawks is in it. He plays,
3: like, the, the cool leader. leader.
1: You get to see her boobs a lot.
3: Man, I am so excited <laughs> for... Uh, you should watch it, though. I have it for, if you want to borrow it. Uh, the Hollywood, the uh, last... Once Upon
2: a Time in Hollywood? Once
3: Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, yeah.
1: You're so excited
3: for it?
2: Yeah. Pre-watching out of five. Oh, Jesus.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, it'll be good. Come on, you're it's, excited. It's Quentin Tarantino. It'll be fun. I'm
2: tempted to just do a quentin tarantino binge leading up to
1: it just like yeah <laughs> revisited the whole filmography before it comes out
3: oh yeah martha marcy may marlene much better cult movie prime. yes
1: uh all right that's oh, hey. on prime
2: oh no it's just on oh. Amazon. sorry oh. Oh. if you want to borrow the blu-ray
1: it's like you would like it tom it's a good yeah. movie all right are you guys ready to move on yep cool let's move into what we've been watching um, I have quite a bit I'm not going to talk about all of it oh,
2: my phone's at 1% so
1: <laughs> oh shit gotta get that diary up and memorize it bro <laughs> is that an iPhone yeah you can charge it if you want to have a charger I can
3: uh, go grab
2: okay. it for you um,
1: yeah do one of you guys want to go first
3: did you guys watch Anima on Netflix
2: no is that the uh, PTA Tom York uh-huh. Johnny
1: Green oh Tom York yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. no I didn't it's cool
3: it's only like 15 minutes long Yeah. Um, yeah it's really cool just watch it.
1: Is it... Is there like a story or is it
3: just Yeah, like but it's, music? it's it's a music video that has a story you can follow with your eyeballs. Okay. No, I haven't watched it yet. It's got cool dance, really cool imagery. Um, yeah. It's worth checking out. That's the only other thing that I watched aside from TV.
2: Oh,
1: okay. Well, I have to pee and I'll get you a phone charger. So if one of you guys want to go real quick.
2: Okay, sure. Um... Let's see. I uh, I saw Godzilla, King of the Monsters, in the theater. It was terrible. Yeah, really bad. It looked awful. Like the effects, like I thought people said it looked awesome. It felt like Hurricane Heist, but worse. Oh, I didn't have the pleasure of seeing Hurricane Heist. I imagine Godzilla has a much bigger budget than Hurricane Heist, uh-huh. but it looked just as bad if not worse a lot than of Hurricane lizards. Heist. It just like it was hard to really see what was even going on because it was Transformers like Transformers style. Super dark. No, Transformers is way better. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> but it's super dark like always like a bunch of shit flying across the screen just didn't look great. Right.
3: Answer me this, what is it that Godzilla shoots out of his mouth? It's like
2: fire of some sort. Is it fire? Radiation fire? I don't know. (laughs) Does it have flames? Yeah, it's like a blue fire type thing. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. I don't know. I was pretty checked out of this movie (laughs) early on. The character stuff is all bad. The girl from Stranger Things is not good in this. I don't think she's a good actor. I think she can just do that part. What do you think? Um, like she's good at eleven, or she like you know.
3: Yeah, I don't know. I guess I haven't seen her in anything else. I'm enjoying her in season three of Stranger Things. I haven't started it yet. I've only seen the first two
2: episodes. Mm.
0: It's uh,
3: okay,
2: but yeah, it's like Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom type dumb, which you probably haven't seen. But I haven't seen it. Well, you're you're doing yourself some favors. Yeah, Travis. It's <laughs> uh, called uh, being judicious. Yes, so. so Yeah, I don't know how excited I am for Kong versus Godzilla, even though I did like Kong Skull Island quite a bit. Mm -hmm. I mean, it wasn't amazing, but it was good for what it was. You've got a not amazing
3: movie and a bad movie, and they're trying to do a fusion, and it's going to be horrible.
2: And both Godzillas haven't been that great. I don't know if you saw the first one, but no. Mm. Just talking about Godzilla and how terrible it is.
1: Yeah, you really thought it was trash?
2: Yeah, pretty bad. Pretty bad. Shit.
1: I mean I, I knew that it wasn't being very well received. So
3: terrible news, Travis is no longer as excited as he was
2: for Kong <laughs> versus <Breaking> Godzilla. News. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bummer. Uh, also,
1: I, come on. Does anybody really believe that Kong and Godzilla is gonna be a fair fight?
3: King Kong's gonna
2: win. What's the
1: easy. point? What?
2: <laughs> you think so? No.
1: <laughs> it's like Godzilla's he's fucking much more huge.
2: agile. Though. I'll tell you Who right cares? now, neither one of them will lose. They're gonna team up and fight someone bigger, probably. Why would they Didn't ever? Godzilla
1: already defeat all of the fucking Mothra oh, dude, and shit. He waste, movie?
2: yeah. It <laughs> doesn't mean there's not one more, <laughs> right? But yeah, not very good. Uh, I also saw that movie Knife and Heart. You heard about that one? No, what is that? It's like a modern day giallo horror film mm. about like a a gay porn producer sets out to make a like a horror film it's uh it looks pretty cool some cool visuals but it was just okay but i may not be the biggest giallo fan or have not <laughs> i said that really giallo <laughs> uh but maybe i haven't seen enough or don't really get the whole point of him yet Is to it's really a new respect him you know? uh, yeah yeah hmm. it played at SIF. Oh, but no. it was on Shudder, so I did like a free trial. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. I think it's also on Canopy now, though, if you care. Oh, okay. Under the I Silver s- Lakes on Prime. Did you see that?
1: For real? Mm-hmm. Ooh, I got to watch that soon.
2: And uh, Her Smell is on Canopy now, too.
1: Oh, shit. Already? Yeah. Dude, Canopy's got some fucking bangers know, on
2: it. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know. I watched Phantasm as part of my seven day trial. Have you is ever that seen the that a first time watch? Yeah. yeah.
1: Phantasm's cool. I didn't okay. love it. But. Yeah.
2: I feel like it. May have a like a bigger and better reputation than it deserves. That's
1: how I felt too. I was like, I mean, that was cool, but like,
2: it's no Hellraiser. Or like,
1: <laughs> there is a pretty cool kill at the end, though. Yeah, like when the thing goes into the dude's head.
2: Oh yeah, that was neat. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty low budget and kind of goofy, and it's it's fun to watch, but I don't know, it just didn't really feel substantial. Sure. Um, Do you know what
1: Phantasm is, Tom? Is no, you familiar? I'm
2: Looking it up right now. It's like a '70s cult horror movie. There's
1: like five or six of them. They made a bunch of sequels.
2: I watched a ton of. If this one doesn't scare you, you're already dead. <laughs> Fantastic! What a tagline. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I watched a ton of noir movies from like the '50s. Yeah, I saw your letterbox log. Most of them were on Criterion Channel because yeah. they have a like a collection that was lasting until June 30th. Most of them are good. I mean, it really benefits that they're all like eighty to ninety minutes. Like that's a huge selling point. But like, they're <laughs> okay. all they're all kind of similar. But I like the style of all of them, and some have some pretty cool, innovative stuff. What was um, the best of them? Yeah, I don't want to go over all of them. So my favorite was probably Murder by Contract or The Lineup. The Lineup was pretty cool. There's some cool car stuff at the end. Nice little car chase. <laughs> Of course, I'm out. <laughs> Murder by Contract had. A pretty cool opening where there was a a lot of information given with no dialogue gotta love that Mm -hmm. um the rest were just okay though uh i'll just go down the list really quick so the two that weren't on criterion channel were on canopy were private property and the hitchhiker the others were in a lonely place the burglar nightfall the what, and drive a crooked road the burglar the burglar, yeah, the burglar, burglar, <laughs> <laughs> the hamburglar. Um and I also rewatched Collateral, which is
1: ooh, I'm dying for a re- rewatch of that one.
2: <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Is it so? Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I never really got the whole like theme of the movie until this time. Isn't it, just...
1: is, is it in the title?
2: Uh, <laughs> I'm just fucking it? with you. No. I don't know I don't
1: know what the theme of that movie
2: is. Well, just like, I guess like the symbolism of the two characters. Because they, it's kind of, you know, it's more than just a thriller, I, I guess you would say. Because mm-hmm. the Tom Cruise character is what propels Jamie Foxx's character to get out from under that rock, if you will. <laughs>
1: mm. I don't remember the specifics mm. of this movie.
2: I'm looking for a rewatch of Collateral
3: Damage. <laughs>
1: oh the schwarzenegger movie <laughs> oh man <that> movie sucks <laughs> i think that was the last one he did before he retired the first time right i think
3: so maybe. actually was yeah. like,
1: that movie came out about 2004
3: collateral was 2004 collateral damage was 2002 mm. 2002 maybe
1: he did one more after that was the last days wasn't that one of the late schwarzenegger movies too mm. end of days
3: end, of, end of, days? of days is that what it was i think
1: so i think collateral damage might have been if not the last How about one. eraser
2: no, a racer no a race Eraser was 90s. like 97. Racer. it has one of the worst CG alligators in the history of film. Uh, hey,
1: speaking <laughs> of the CG alligators, how hyped are you guys oh, for Crawl?
2: I'll be crawling. It looks the fun,
1: right? <laughs> I can't wait for that. Yeah, I, I do like
3: one thing they do during the trailer, which is like this: like they use sound effects. The siren Drip, thing. drip, slap, slap. Rip, yeah rip thing and i was like is this movie gonna have some artistry
1: i don't know hey Dude. it's alexander alexander Aja. Mm. that guy's made some bangers don't breathe
2: hell's have eyes remake evil dead remake mm. he didn't do that he did no nope. who did the guy who did uh don't breathe did it <laughs> yeah <laughs> did that's that's alexander
1: Aja, isn't it no
2: it's a different guy. No, it's definitely this guy. I swear he did. Well, I don't know. It's, a, it's the same director. I don't know. Hills Have Eyes remake. He did High Tension. Yeah, that movie's trash. <laughs> How do you How spell it? Aja? AJA. What else did he do? He did. He's done some other horror stuff.
1: Yeah, that's all he's done. He's probably like part of the h Have
2: Eyes. Oh, yeah. Piranha 3D Rocks. Mm hmm.
1: Oh no, you're right. It does. It does. I was laughing at three you. Three double mo- D That movie is rad. It's bad. I didn't see three double D. Don't three double <laughs> don't. <laughs> Piranha, the ninth life of Louis Drax, horns, mirrors. Okay. Oh yeah. mirrors. This guy is trash. Tight. Who's the Evil Dead guy though?
2: Uh, it had he has a similar name. Don't
1: breathe and uh, Evil Dead. And evil- those are those movies are both fucking rad.
2: I thought the Evil Dead remake was okay. Dude, but that
1: that movie is fucking nuts. Don't breathe is. Banger.
2: Mm. Come on, dude. Turkey (laughs) baster (laughs) scene.
3: I gave Don't Breathe. Oh, I didn't review it.
1: Fade Alvarez. F E D E.
2: What's he got coming down? He's got a a Netflix horror movie watch. (laughs) Let's
1: see. What's coming down? Oh, he did uh, The Girl in the Spider's Web. Don't
2: Breathe 2. In Labyrinth? He's doing the Labyrinth
1: remake? yep labyrinth remake a mythical princess searches for her father in a perilous labyrinth
2: who's gonna play uh Bowie 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 <laughs> <laughs> cg Bowie hologram <laughs> <laughs> should be told this
1: where the fuck were we what are <laughs> oh what was la- you were talking well, about we've noirs. Been watching. i
2: think i'm done though with, with everything the, with I'm the Noirs. About. well and collateral yours done straight up yeah i'm done
1: uh, is Collateral worth a rewatch?
2: Definitely. Hell yeah. Four and a half stars, I gave oh, it. Oh, shit. All right. Tom, what do you got?
3: I did mine already. I watched TV. What? What did you watch? A couple episodes of Stranger Things. I'm undecided on whether it's good.
1: I haven't done it yet.
3: Uh, People, are, yeah. loving it. People yeah. are
1: loving it. People are loving it. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Fergie's not out yet for you?
3: I don't know. Uh, I think Mike is just bad now. The main kid.
1: Is he like bad actor yeah, or
3: terrible? I mean, he hmm. was never great. But. No, but now he's. What like about the chubby so kid annoying. with the fucked up
1: teeth? Is he good? He's the same. <laughs> he's just less cute. Just a goofball. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, they're
2: starting to look. All a bit the kids older. are just less cute. You know, but they're starting to look a bit older.
3: Yeah, yeah, they look like
1: teens. You know. Um. Have either of you started Big Little Eyes? Have
2: yeah. not. You yeah, have watching it.
1: Okay. What are your thoughts, general? We don't need to get into specifics. Definitely then. not as good um yeah
3: asking the audience to believe some things that i think is ridiculous like what uh like the voodoo magic from grandma or mom or whatever what
1: huh? what are you talking about so are you watching this yeah
3: okay <laughs> voodoo what are you talking whatever. about whatever she's into some spiritual stuff
1: <laughs> meryl streep
3: no 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 uh <laughs> are zoe watching? kravitz voodoo mama juju yes
1: <laughs> what who Oh, God. uh, Did you watch it? (laughs) Zoe Kravitz. Her mom. What is Voodoo Mama Juju from? Uh, It's from a movie or a TV show or something. I don't know. Voodoo Mama Juju. I don't know. She's in some weird
2: stuff. We didn't even talk about Leon in Far From Home. Leon. Leon. Oh, (laughs) JB Smooth? Oh, he kills.
1: He's not in the movie enough, though. (laughs) I know. The science teacher from Far From Home. He's a main character in Kirby and Doodoo. They should have gave him
2: more, like, better lines he should he should he be spider-man he could have just <laughs> killed the movie
3: uh what the science teacher
2: yeah
1: the not martin Starr. oh, oh, oh. the black guy yeah yeah okay jb smooth he's one of the main characters in a kirby enthusiast and Pooty tang
2: mm. he's Classic. one of the best characters in kirby enthusiasm. yeah he's hilarious <laughs> i don't think i've seen him in one of those episodes oh man him and larry together their it. banter is <laughs> fucking hilarious <laughs> <laughs> i don't know um, what we're talking about
1: so are you're talking about zoe kravis's mom right yes what do you like voodoo stuff yeah she's into some weird i know shit. but she
3: actually has like a seizure after she touches someone who's involved
1: uh, she's like, just she traumatic. has a physical reaction
3: she's just dramatic she goes to the hospital
1: yeah she has a stroke yeah I, I get what you're saying, but I didn't read it as like, oh, this movie's getting supernatural with it now. I was just mm, like, just she's wait. just a crazy person. I hope they don't do that.
3: I mean, what do you think about it so far? Not, I think it's weak. Mm, it doesn't have... I'm it's s- not bad.
2: I'm still watching. How's but the like, direction? Andrea Arnold. Not as
1: good as uh, Jean-Marc Vallée. Mm. It just kind of seems like she's aping him, but yeah. not doing as good of a job.
3: And I'm like, I just... This is why I didn't need season two. It ended perfectly. It was the perfect season. I don't need because where do you go from here? You just rehash the same shit that happened in the first season, which is ratings, like,
2: dog ratings. Gotta get those subscriptions. I think
1: it's still pretty good. I do think it feels like we didn't need this season, but they're taking it in some interesting places. I think Meryl Streep has been a good addition because she's mm-hmm. like she's a very unlikable character. Mm-hmm. Like they get into. You know, the like she's victim blaming. You know, she's like mm. all about like, oh, well, you weren't actually raped. He didn't actually abuse you. I can't believe that about my son. Which I do think is an interesting dynamic. Oh, that's
2: what she, who she plays.
1: She plays his mom, uh, Alexander Skarsgård's. Um, and yes. they're getting into some interesting stuff. But with- like the fact that
3: that Nicole Kidman wouldn't kick her the fuck out of her house like the first time she said something that was a little like off the wall she kind of has
1: they've had some blow-ups but she's told her to get out in like the very first
3: episode she says um something about uh she basically accuses nicole kidman of murdering her son and then they're hanging out in the next episode i'm like what this is ridiculous i would be like get out of my house right now i'm filing a like restraining order spoilers
2: for season one of big little lies season two five seconds ago but yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay i'm enjoying it i do still think it's good television it's not as good as the first season though
2: i agree though season one is an amazing standalone season mm-hmm. having not watched season two mm-hmm. i should have just not watched season two
1: <laughs> get out of here you're so glad one of the episodes in particular <laughs> <You're> so glad. <laughs> <laughs> one of the episodes in particular i thought was really good I might be an episode Maybe two behind. or three. Episode two or three. Not the last one. But I think was, it's two. There was one episode where I was just like, yeah, it was episode two. Because I was underwhelmed by the season premiere, right? Mm-hmm. But then episode two, I was like, it was just like bombshell after bomb. Maybe not bombshell. But it was like really tense scene after tense scene. Like, I do think the the drama, they're doing a good job keeping up. Just like the the dynamics of the town and the women and... Renata has just gone full on like crazy bitch this season. Yeah, like, she's, hilarious. she's just, like She's great. She's an awesome character. But she's just I way will
3: way. not not be rich. Yeah, that was <laughs> such a good line.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we don't need to get into specifics because are you... Travis, are you just waiting until the whole thing done? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Don't but Just watch Survivor, dude. Don't bother. There's nothing better on television than Survivor, so just... He's or, not wrong. Just embrace it. Love it's Island. It's so good. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm almost done. Love Island wait. sounds like
3: happens. way too much of a time commitment. It sounds like way you're too not, much fun. You're
1: not wrong, but <laughs> it's ugh, it's good. At least the first season, anyway. Um. Okay. Well, I just got a couple things real quick. Uh, I saw The Dead
2: Don't Die. Oh, yeah. We could talk about that, I guess. Which
1: you talked about it briefly on the last episode god that movie's fucking boring it was dude. boring god it was not as funny as it could have been there mm-hmm. were some moments that made me laugh very right, dry humor i liked the meta stuff so for example you didn't see this right tom no so uh Riza of wu-tang fame mm-hmm. is in this movie and he plays a ups driver but guess what it's wu-ps <laughs> and the symbol is the wu-tang w just yeah, he just shows up. It's like whoops. He's you know, it's it's very like self aware kind of yeah. meta humor. There were a couple moments with that type of humor that I thought were clever. Well, what was
2: the Rosie Perez's character's name?
1: Ah, uh, Posy Juarez. Yeah. <laughs> Rosie Perez plays a newscaster called Posey Juarez, which I thought was fucking hilarious. <laughs> and like, uh, there's some fourth wall breaking, like Adam Driver and Bill Murray explicitly reference the script.
2: Oh, yeah. That was kind of weird. I
1: liked it. Yeah. Though. Like literally, uh, Bill Murray was like, how do you know what's going to happen? And Adam Driver's like, like, I read the script. It's like Jim, Jim gave me the script. So I, I know what's going to happen. You know, like that stuff was fun. But by and large the movie is just it looks really cool. It yeah. looks awesome.
2: Yeah, like the effects of like the makeup and like just the way it's shot. And,
1: and there stuff. were moments that were were funny and clever, but for the most part it was just like the movie's not really saying anything. There's some light political stuff. Like Steve Buscemi is in it and he's a racist and he's wearing a a hat. It's like a like a MAGA hat, but it says keep America White again or something like that keep america white something like that um so there's little and then like the consumerism
2: like, that. like commentary but that george well. romero's been doing this well, yeah. shit for
1: 50 years Wait, i he, think that
2: was maybe just like a nod yeah sure but
1: i think i rated it like a 2.5 i think yeah. i gave
2: it a three which was probably being generous a little i mean, generous it's,
1: it looks good it looks good and the yeah. cast is great i'm
2: not like mad i watched it but like it's definitely not when i like probably care to go back to
1: i so i own dead man which is an early Jarmouche. yeah I, I think once i watch that i'm gonna really figure out like do i like Jarmouche or do i not because i like only lovers left alive
2: oh yeah a fair amount you know you should watch ghost dog that was my favorite is that of the
1: force whitaker yeah
2: he's like modern day samurai <laughs> that just seems like nuts. gangster
1: samurai I, I should watch that yeah um, i watched
2: down by law not too long ago and i thought it was okay like it's That's
1: how I feel about it. it's like Patterson was okay. Was, mm-hmm. I don't know, but anyway, I watched that uh, first time. Watch Scream Four. Have you guys seen Scream Four?
2: I don't think so. Scream Four. Scream Four. Scream. Oh,
3: Scream. it was
1: like uh, they brought it back. Re- Wes Craven, you know, returned to Scream. It's very meta. It's very fun. I think it's probably my favorite Scream movie besides the first one. It's not anything amazing, but you know, what I? What I appreciate about those movies, Scream was kind of the first ones to do it, but it was basically the archetype for all like '90s slashers. It's people are getting killed off one by one, and we don't know who the killer is. It's like a fun like who done it type thing. Yeah, and this movie gets kind of meta with it. Um, it was pretty fun. I think I ultimately ended up rating it like a three point five or something like that because it's kind of cringy some of it. Um, but it's a good time. Scream 4 is is, is solid for sure. Um, I plan? still haven't seen Scream. Never seen Scream?
2: What? No. Dude, Scream Never is cool. Scream. It's not
1: one of my favorites by any means, but Scream no. is a good time.
2: And now if you watch it, it might feel kind of dated, but... Yeah, it, it feels
1: very much of the 90s for sure.
2: Yeah. And we've mm-hmm. talked about that before, about 90s movies not aging well.
1: <laughs> Except the Matrix, am I right? Yes. Maybe Jurassic Park. Rocks. That's it. Those oh, are the yeah. two. The Matrix and Jurassic Park. Jurassic Everything Park else from Fox. the 90s. So is the Matrix. Oh, yeah. Big time.
2: Man, loving those plane rides. <laughs> <laughs> um, Child's Play. You didn't, you didn't get a chance to do this. I didn't. This. I went and saw Godzilla instead. Child's
1: Play. Big mistake. You know what the funny thing is? Yeah, I right. rated Child's Play <laughs> higher than Midsummer. Like, but, it is not a better movie. But there you go. for what it's going for, for the listeners. Yeah. Matt Mixed results. It's,
2: <laughs> it's a f- no. I get what you mean. It's a fun movie. I like, rate movies against themselves. Yes, there's some <laughs> real
1: stupid <laughs> shit. You've got to think about that. But one for yeah, a <laughs> I don't know how I feel about <laughs> that. But uh, Child's play. I train. It's kind of meta. They tried to modernize the whole Chucky, the the buddy doll thing, because he basically syncs up to all your home products. It's basically like if Apple made a doll that could integrate it's like siri personified right it's like you integrate this physical thing this physical presence in your home that can connect to all your shit smart you house know? yeah kind of it's, it's got so some smart it's, house vibes
2: it's aliveness like kind of he's
1: it's it's not like child's play which I, i've never actually seen it start to finish so i don't know is it
2: He's a real dude like in a doll toy story, right? though, right? Where like most of the movie, the, like he only is like he's not seen, seen by the being, kid, yes, or like moving that's my it. understanding. But I
1: think Child's Play, it's like a murderer who like kind of winds up possessing the doll. That's my
2: understanding. Like I've real only seen it once dude. a long time ago, but you might be right. I was three years
1: old when I saw it. (laughs) I have vivid... One of my most vivid early memories is watching Child's Play on the TV at my godfather's place in Rosemont, California, eating either Domino's or Pizza Hut pizza. Mm. I do not... (laughs) I was way too young to be watching it, obviously. But, um, you know, it was a good time. There was some funny stuff. There was some dumb stuff. I mean, it wasn't the worst thing in the world, but... Would I recommend it? No.
2: I've heard it's a lot more like meta or comical than like scary. Yeah, it's not
1: scary. No. Um, but, you know, it's, it's a, it was okay. How was, was Aubrey was Plaza
2: in it? Good? Uh, she's fine. I don't know. How about Brian Tyree Henry? Killed it?
1: Not given much to do. He's a cop. Yeah. Again, I mean, no one's really given much to do in this movie. How There's was
2: Mark Hamill's performance?
1: As Chucky? Yeah. He was fine. I think Chucky looks stupid. It looks
2: weird. I don't like the, the way that
1: Chucky looks yeah. in one. Um, but anyway, I wouldn't recommend it, but it's not a complete waste of time.
2: Better than Midsummer though, right?
1: Oh yeah, big time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hmm.
1: Uh last thing I watched the horror movie of the summer. Female Trouble. Haley picked it up. Uh it's a Criterion Collection release. John Waters, she picked it up. I I've only <laughs> ever seen one John Waters movie. Uh, and it wasn't early. This was my first early John Waters movie. The only other one I've seen is Cecil B. Demented.
2: Oh, I watched that recently. Yeah, did you like it? It's all right. It's fun. It's right? pretty it's fun. It's, yeah, it's goofy, yeah. but it's
1: not nearly as like campy and subversive as his old stuff. So this was my first exposure to like cult, trashy John Waters, and it was a it was a good time. Really, the first half is much better than the second half. It's very graphic, like. Y- you, I'd never really appreciated how much of a trailblazer John Waters was, because the some of the like, so Divine is a drag queen, so the, the you know that was kind of like the blossoming of the drag scene was late sixties, early seventies. The fact that this director wanted to emphasize these, these queer folks and just like really playing with the idea of sexuality and perversion. Like he's... John Waters is a very pervy dude. Like Divine gives birth in this movie on a couch in like a project building and she like bites the uh, umbilical cord with her teeth and she's just like she bangs a trucker in a graveyard and it's just like there's (laughs) lots of just fucked up stuff in this movie (laughs) but it's a lot of fun it's very very campy but it just made me really appreciate like how far ahead of his time john waters was and it makes me want to watch more of his like early stuff like his really campy subversive stuff
2: so you haven't seen crybaby
1: no, I rented it from uh, Scarecrow, yeah. but didn't watch it. Now it's streaming somewhere. So I think
2: Amazon Prime. I
1: think it is, yeah.
2: But I haven't seen the original from what spray. I know
1: about Crybaby, It's like far removed from it. that's like mainstream John Waters.
2: Yeah, that and Hairspray. It's like David Lynch doing like Elephant Man or something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what did you ask me if I've seen?
2: Uh, the original Hairspray. No, I have not seen no. Hairspray.
1: Pink Flamingo is the other big, like, early... Like, I think Divine eats a isn't, piece of shit in that movie. Isn't
2: Multiple Maniacs his first movie? Or it's, one of it's his first? one of his
1: first, yeah. I think he made it in, like, 1969. Anyway, he hung around, like, Andy Warhol and shit in the 60s and 70s. So you can you can tell that he was just, like, a, you know, he was a visionary. He was uh, he was making queer films. He wasn't the first queer filmmaker, but he was doing some shit that was, like, way ahead of its time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I appreciate that. Um, that's about it I rewatched The Dark Knight we talked about this off air it's not not a five star movie anymore it's a 4.5 star movie
2: sad day just
1: too much dumb shit too many dumb lines in that movie for it to really be one of the best but Heath Ledger kills that he does that's it for me anything else you guys want to bring up before we uh, wrap this thing up
2: oh I did watch rewatch Homecoming last night cause Chelsea hadn't seen it yeah better or worse uh about the same that's the first time yep but not as good as far from home in my opinion. you like far from home more okay yep um but so i only the only mcu movie i haven't seen is civil war even though i know it's kind of a major one. Oh, civil war is like <laughs> that's a banger dude. Uh, despite what this guy is, here says is there an, it was all right. Is there an origin story at all for tom holland spider-man in this universe or no Civil War, a little bit, okay. like uh, barely. Yeah, I figured if there was any, it would, had to have been in that movie because when we were watching Homecoming, Chelsea's like, so he's he already, already has his powers. Power yeah. I was like, well, yeah, we've gotten that multiple times. And she's like, yeah, but not this one. I'm like, eh, I kind of like that we didn't <laughs> get a fortune story. <laughs> um, but yeah, I- about the same. Um, I like Michael Keaton as the villain. Um, I think it's fun that it's a little more smaller scale um and it has the same like high school vibes as far from home but a little bit more just because we're not far from home <laughs> um but yeah it's all right yeah it's good cool it's good, it's
1: good. bruce almighty yeah, mm-hmm. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um all right you guys good what's the next review so i got pulled up here uh
3: oh. I heard that Aquafina's
1: performance in the Farewell is a revolution. Mm, dude, I can't. A revelation. revelation. Sorry, <laughs> a revelation. Uh, it's currently sitting at a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. She's you know? magnificent. I think it looks amazing. I think it looks really good too. I think Farewell is
3: awesome. Hilarious joke though. Revelation. Yes. Everybody. Who was the last one that we were saying was a revelation? Probably uh,
1: Melissa McCarthy. Yes. Can Philip you ever forgive Melissa me? Melissa McCarthy. Oh god. <laughs> Uh, so the farewell Vince crawl. I'm gonna say whatever. crawl. Yeah, I don't know about you, brownies, but
3: what's this art of self defense thing?
1: Uh, it's some relatively well known person, I think. It's uh oh, never mind. Oh, it's got Jesse Eisenberg in it. Mm-hmm. Imogen Poots, she's good. So Lion King, mm. it's gotta be Lion King, mm. right? That comes out on the 19th the following week. Yeah, it comes out not this Friday, but. The- the friday after it would be the next weekend we're going to record i'm thinking our options are between the farewell crawl i kind of want to see stuber i think it looks funny you're you're not on board with Stuber? Um, no
2: i don't think it looks funny i would watch it but it's i do like the baby gun line that's my favorite part probably on the bottom of the list to see of uh, the, the of our, of our options yeah but
1: come on when he's like hang on i got this and he grabs the phone and he's like hello mm-hmm. operator no. we need help someone's trying to kill us and then it plays over the thing no not good. That's, that's a good line i don't <laughs> think so okay well <laughs> the farewell and the lion king probably for sure oh, i'll I see didn't, crawl
2: i didn't realize that's why the name or the movie was called stuber stupid uber no the character's name is Stu, and he drives an, <laughs> an uber, <laughs> uber. Yeah.
1: that's not fun
2: Fucking hilarious <laughs> clever
1: all right that's gonna do it we will return in a few weeks thank you everybody for listening we really appreciate it tell your friends it's the best podcast in the world just let them know tell them spread the word u s a u s <laughs> a Happy Fourth, America's favorite podcast. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's gonna do it. Thank you everybody for listening. We'll be back.